wake up or something? No, no, no. I just had a lousy couple of days, but um, a little tired. How, how's oh. things with you, brother? I God, let, you know why women will never. Let's start right off the bat. Let's get right to the. <laughs> you know why women will never uh, make as much money as we do? Um, because they spend too much time uh, getting ready. You oh oh you you are uh, you know what I think you got to double with that one. You got to double uh, because let's say I say three o'clock. What does that mean to you, John? Let's say I say, John, at three o'clock, I have to leave. What does that mean to you with your command of the English language? That means three o'clock. Right. Not like 305, 315, or 330. It means three fucking o'clock or. Or before. Or before. <laughs> right. Yeah. Before. You know, in the military, it was like, if you're not 10 minutes early, you're 10 minutes late. So. The GF, she's got to run back home <clears throat> to visit the evil woman. I mean, her mother. And uh, Is she from the West Coast originally, by the way? No, no. Okay. no that, that's, yeah. that's more prevalent. Uh, that, that was a hard adjustment when I first moved out to the left coast was the time thing. Because in oh. New York, people, like, when you say 3 o'clock, you mean 3. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, 3, no, 15. I, and then when I first moved out here, and I heard it's w- worse in like LA and places like that. Yeah. You get to the South. Yeah. It's, it's, um, yeah, there's definitely that East Coast, even Chicago, like, hey, let's get our hustle on and knock it off. And, uh, three means three. Um, yeah. Like, I got shit to do. I planned around this. And, you know, and that, that, well, they just don't get it. They don't have that mindset, you know. And there's another thing <laughs> you bring up. Maybe other people have shit to do, right? Maybe, maybe after three, something happens in people's lives that doesn't include you, but unless you're a tyrant and a dictator, maybe you'd like them to be free at that time. So they might pursue uh, happiness as given as a rights for the founding fathers, right? Yeah. You know, Aaron, this is an interesting point. You as an economist, what is the one resource that is not renewable? Don't even, oh my God, this goes to such a critical level. And this is why it pisses me the fuck off so many times. Uh, <clears throat> it, it is time. That's all you fucking got. And people who are, I'm not kidding. If Again, if if Cappy was president, I think it'd just be me and a couple hot redheads with big boobs. Because that's all <laughs> I would allow to, because I would kill people who were perennially late. Because it is the most disrespectful, arrogant tyrannical so you're essentially a slave owner at that time there was a, another person who i shan't mention um he's always late and and what i want to do i don't know who i hate more the people who actually are late or the people who think it's a cute character flaw somebody has <laughs> he's always late i'm like fuck you and fuck you i don't know which one i want to kill first because no that's not except so this guy i knew him he it's sunday uh morning late sunday morning and uh Everyone decides, let's get brunch. So what's wrong with that right off the bat? Um, well, brunch is gay, but anyway. Oh, dude, oh, I love brunch. But what's wrong with brunch <laughs> early, uh, late Sunday? Uh, well, aren't you supposed to have brunch like around 1030-ish? Everybody goes to brunch. On oh, Sunday. yeah. That's... Everybody. You're going to have lines. You're sheep. You're going you're gonna to be in a communist country pretty soon waiting to get the bread. Yeah. So, no, I, I used to, to be honest, I did used to regularly do, there was a group of us and we would always meet, um, uh, well, not always, but yeah, Sunday was a thing. And there's actually a restaurant in Seattle 
uh, CJ's or TJ's, mm-hmm. uh, which is a big, uh, big brunch place. And yeah, you get there a little bit later. And I mean, there's a serious waiting list. Uh, yeah. You got to go early or you got to go late. You know? so <laughs> this guy says, let's go to brunch. Hey, Aaron and Aaron's GF, why don't you go get a spot for us? And I said, right without missing a nano set, I said, fuck you. I said, <laughs> we're going to work out. You said somebody else and let us know what time to meet you there. So we ended up working out, running two hours of errands. And then he texts us and says, yeah, we finally got seated. I'm like, fuck you. I got you. I got you. You didn't enslave four hours of our lives. I got that freedom, you sucker. And But he had his entire family in fucking line for two hours. And, and no respect. No respect for anybody's time. And so uh, time, at not only on a economist philosophical ultimate importance level not to mention as you said we have less in front of us than behind us it's increasingly becoming more and more valuable to me um i got it down to like don't even waste 10 seconds of my time i could be on this phone doing something else uh it it probably means a lot more to me and i'm much more aware i'm much more hypersensitive to time uh than most people so i admit you're not going to find anyone who's attuned, you know, to me. And 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 people might be a little bit late here and there. Oh, we can relax with that. So the the GF says I have to leave at three o'clock. Okay. Now, you and me being English speaking dopes, we assume that means I have to leave at three o'clock. So what is going to happen at three o'clock, John? She's going to leave. The girl's going to leave now. And you're going to get some work done. And I, and I'm, well, it's not necessarily, I don't have to get work done. I could, I could play or whatever. So I'm like, okay, I got to do a podcast, but I'm flying out tomorrow to visit Adam Piggott and the great one. I won't have time. Oh, I got, you know, and there's this writer's meetup over in Minneapolis. You know, I'm always back calculating time, back calculating time. I'm like, okay, that's at seven 30. But if I leave and I take a scenic round, I can avoid all the traffic, go up the rivers, make it right there on the river. I so if I leave at six, Okay, so then that, you know, sometimes the podcasts go pretty long. And if Chad comes in with his thong and does his you know, strip tease dance, people just throw those blood <laughs> shekels at him. And we don't want that. We don't want the rain to stop raining at that point. So let's get Chad coming in with the blood shekels. And I'm going to need like a good three hours. Okay, so it's like 1.45. I got to fly out. The GF's got to go back home to visit the Wicked Witch of the East. Uh, so I'm thinking like, I'm not going to see her in a while. So I'm thinking like, well, we get a little play in here. And uh, so we go play and we finish like 2.45. And I'm like, I'm good. Okay, very good. All right. So now I'm thinking she's going to clean up. I'm going to clean up. I'm going to get the podcast ready to go. We'll get the three hours. Chad Elkins will come here and shake his little CPA tushy and make it rain. We'll get our blood shekels. That'll pay for my cigar tonight. I'll ride up. Uh, go to the meetup group, get a nice ride in, come back, maybe get a cigar. Um, I might go to like Cigar Jones. I don't know where but the my favorite ones closed down. And then home to play Red Dead Redemption 2. I got my time all planned out. So she don't even smoke, but she's like that after-sex cigarette, just kind of sitting and getting comfy. I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, what? I said, why are you packing? She's like, oh, I just want to relax a bit. I'm like, you said you had to leave at 3.00. Oh, no, I don't know. I really don't have to. I don't, no, 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 no. I've already scheduled a podcast at like three. I could kick it down a little bit, but you said you're going to leave at three. I have shit happening at three. Get the fuck out of here. 
And she's just, she's just like, oh, I didn't. I'm like, no, no, no. You, you said, why did you even say it? Why do you even, why do you throw it out there? Why do you even give a number? Say, I don't know when I'm leaving. Don't say I'm leaving at six or I got this at seven when you really don't. And so it now I'm like shooing her out with a broom, with a cat. You know, get out of here. Just go pack up your shit. I'm carrying her bags out. She wasn't upset, but I was just like, and that's the, the women just have no concept of time. None. I'm sure there are some, some hustlers and there are women out there that are acutely aware more of the uh, corporate types. But my God, just the, they, they really think they're going to live forever. They're like cats. They just, uh, maybe, well, I don't know. I'm not going to lie over here. I was lying in the sun over here. Now I'm going to paw two feet over and lie in the sun over here. And that's my day. And I'm kind of more chihuahua-ish. Like, hey, let's go. Let's go. Bark, bark, bark. Yep, yep, yep. So, yeah, well, you, well, you've had a, a living girlfriend for many, many years. So yeah. you're very aware of the fact that women, like you said, there are exceptions, but generally speaking, women are really big into time suckage. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Just in general, like uh, it's very difficult. Like I've never been able to live with a, 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 a have a live-in girlfriend. Um, mm -hmm. I just, I, I just couldn't deal with it. I can't have people indirectly monopolizing my time right like just uh you know I, i'm shocked you're able to do it i mean I, no it, i mean well she's like not that bad this is this is just this is just and look i get pissed off at a drop of a hat you know if things don't go exactly to time you know everything's precision tune here at the clary machine of, of speed um and it wasn't that bad it was almost comical i'm like what are you doing no get the fuck out of here <laughs> no we're done having sex you said you had to go now go um, and she's not that bad when she gets ready, but then there's been a couple times, like I'm leaving in 30 seconds. Cause you can tell they're dithering and I don't even know why they're dithering. They're looking at this, looking at they've spent, you know, okay, you look fine. You, you put on your dress, you got your makeup done. I understand it takes time for women to get ready, but I'm like, all right, you're ready. You fucked around long enough. We're leaving every once in a while. I got to pull that card out. Like I'm leaving in 30 seconds and you're either with me or you're taking the other car. And, <gasps> and it's amazing how quickly they're ready. You know, like as if it was like just this. This uh, uh, not seance. What's the word I'm looking for? Like a process, uh, a meditative process. This uh, formality. What's the word I'm looking for? Like a procession, ritual. That's it. Like you gotta go through this fucking ritual. It's like, no, no. This is why. And I've told, I've told her. I've told other girls I've dated. I'm like, these are the bug out bags. You're carrying that one, and you better keep up because I'm not looking back. I mean, it's like that because it's because then it's my life online. If we're a little late for dinner, oh, all we did was piss off the waiter and the wait staff and the people. We waited in line. That's all we pissed off. But like if the if the Reds are coming, I'm like, sweetheart, we're on time all the time. Matter of fact, we're two hours ahead of time. And I don't want you looking at your makeup or any of this fucking bullshit because it ain't gonna fly. Oh, so that's no, no, I, I hear you, brother. I, I I'm the you know I. I I equate it to some of it being just, uh, you know, born and raised in New York City and that time, you know, how you, you've been in New York. Well, Chicago is somewhat similar, I guess. Yeah. People, people got shit to do. You know, I mean, mm -hmm. everything is, you know, uh, time is uh, people are very aware of it. Um, but women, I don't know. They just have this. Uh, I'm not sure what it is. It's probably, it'd be interesting if someone were to research that from an evolutionary psychology point of view. I mean, I guess they've been at home. You know, 
I mean, why are men on time? I guess men were on time because you had to time your kills. You had to time to march in line when you're at battle. Um, or on the hunts when you're hunting. The like, hunt, yeah. Um, coordinating when, time, like you got to come in from the right. I come in from the left. With, right. We say we're doing it at exactly this moment. We got we to gotta do it right because if, if someone's if we don't, in five minutes, the battle's over. We right. Well, I don't know how much you studied ancient warfare, um, but the reason we do that, you know, hit right, hit left, march, forward, double time, that stuff, the drills, that they, marching drills they put soldiers through, that originated back in the olden days where you'd lined up in phalanxes or the, the legions or whatever, and, and the commanders said, okay, we got cavalry here, we got archers there, we got infantry here, we got heavy knight whatever over there, and the you had to pay attention, and you'd sound the trumpet three blasts or a certain blast meant, you know, everybody of this group go left, everyone of that group go right. Because, and cause you didn't see what was going on in the battle. All you saw was basically three feet of what was in front of you, but the commander who was sitting up top or had a more of a bird's eye view, that's why they do these drills. And it was like, you are talking hundreds of thousands of men's lives in some battles at stake. If, if you did, if all of you didn't move together at the same time, your your left flank could collapse, and then their cavalry could come in and run you, and you'd be routed, and everybody would be dead. Well, that was, um, that's what happened. That's how Caesar beat Pompey, wasn't it? Uh, or um, it, it uh, could be. Yeah. Uh, there's a guy called Kings. They, they didn't coordinate the cavalry with the uh, infantry. There was a screw up, and that's pretty much how uh, why Caesar won that battle. Yeah, that no, changed, changed uh, human history right there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No. And there's, there's lots of interest, uh, uh, instances of that. I've been watching uh, or listening to a podcast called Kings and Generals. And that's basically all he does is talk about how all oh, the, the left flank and the right flank. <clears throat> and you kind of learn beyond the history of what was going on politically or historically at the time. Like, Oh, okay. That's why. Cause I always thought, why are people lining up and shooting at each other? And, and then the Viet Cong said, why are people lining up and shooting at each other? Which is what the American revolutionary guys said, but they, they said, I guess we're just going to line up and shoot at each other again in Vietnam and not learn about guerrilla warfare. But um, yeah, I, I, for the evolutionary reason, I, men must have had it because I, I don't think women are even cognitive. I think they loaf. I think they had a lot of time to kill maybe. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't think the time was a structured. I don't, I don't think it was a life and debt struggle. I think that a lot of guys that were not, let's say, extremely conscious of, of time or more specifically coordinating their time mm. – ended up dead they, they, yeah. they, you know they didn't they didn't uh darwin got rid of them you know yeah yeah no I, I i don't know i it's annoying as hell and it's not cute it's not funny i know yeah i know one gal who shall go unnamed she took two hours to get ready. I never dated. This is just a friend of mine she's like oh i gotta get ready what time are we leaving i'm like ah, oh, we're leaving at six she's like okay i gotta start at four i'm like start at four what are you starting at four and she's like well i gotta start getting ready i'm like you're a pretty girl. What do you You can't possibly have. Honest to God, it took her two hours to get ready. What and the everyone, fuck was she doing for two hours? Dude, some of these gals, you know how gals are. They're very pretty, but they're not pretty enough. I don't know. Uh, the psychology is, is something I don't care about. I mean, you know what I want? You know, my number, you know, the genie comes out of the bottle and you get, let's say you only get one wish. You know what my one wish is? I, I, I wouldn't even get, get a bunch from, but typing up for the world. So. No, 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 no. I just want total human knowledge. I want to know everything everybody has thought since that since the time has existed. That's all I want is total universal knowledge. Because then I'd understand. Then I'd be able to say, "Oh yeah, women are late because of X, Y, and Z reasons because they weren't trampled by 
Carthaginian elephants. You know, that's really where it started. The timekeeper with the Carthaginian elephants. And then, oh, oh, and then everyone, and, I, and then I would be less uh, you, you confused know, Aaron, and less angry. I don't, I think you'd be more upset because when you knew the reasons, <laughs> you'd think that they were so stupid that you'd get so angry. Even, God, even angrier than I am now. Yeah, even angry, <laughs> which is hard to imagine. Very hard. If we could bottle your anger, we could probably power, you know, the city of Chicago for a few months on it. You could. Uh, well, I, I got out of poverty and I kicked a lot of ass and now I really don't work for a living anymore. Hey, everyone, yeah, no, you've done great. You've harnessed, you've harnessed mm -hmm. uh, your, your anger, your, your assholeness. Literally. Yes. You, yes. You, I channeled and, and I'm not even joking. I'm not even, it wasn't like revenge. Like I'm going to show them. It was like, I am so fucking pissed. And it's like, well, you can either go get in fights and lose or end in jail and lose, uh, or you could channel it towards something. And, uh, and now the problem is letting it go. You know, like I got this great life and then I, I, I just even driving, like you just people get in front of me driving slow and you know, the GF taking five minutes looking at me as if she's smoking a cigarette. I'm like, why aren't you reading my mind? Get the fuck out of here. You know, just, let's just go away now. And, that's 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 the next challenge is to become a happy cappy to be so fucking happy all the fucking time. Yay! Well, I think well, you know, you, since you gave up drinking, I think you got to find something else to unwind. Oh, God. Way to unwind. God, dude, that played such a role and, and a good role too. I'm not kidding. I um, <clears throat> once you cut that out, you become acutely aware. It, it, like when you were seeing, you know, you're not always drunk all the time. There are bouts of sobriety interspersed. And you're like, God, this fucking sucks. And you start drinking again. But now you're like constantly aware all the time. Like It's like being in surgery awake and feeling everything. You're just like, God damn, what a rucker. You just can't turn it off. And, and so uh, I think tonight, well, tonight for sure, I'm going to go for a motorcycle ride. But I'm going to get try and lost in Red Dead Redemption 2 and just imagine I'm on the Wild West and let uh, – let the video game graphics fool my mind into thinking I'm in a different time where time mattered, you know, where time mattered. Yeah. Well, you know, what works for me, strangely enough, is, is uh, a music that like uh, reminds me of my youth. Like if I listen to uh, uh, like a lot of eighties and nineties music for some strange reason, that kind of really mellows me out. Yeah. yeah. I didn't always do that. That's a phenomenon I've noticed in the last couple of years. I it just reminds me of divorce and poverty and hating the kids I went to school with, frankly. <laughs> like the the um the seventies music. You know this you know the song I love a rainy night? Yeah. You know, yeah. I love a rainy night. Da, 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 you know, like the happiest that I hate that song. Makes me depressed as fuck because that's what my folks are arguing all the time. You know, here because it came out in nineteen eighty, I think it was like five. Like uh you know, all these happy kind of go like there's all this bad shit attached. Now, most 70s music sucked anyway. Yeah, I was going to say 70s was kind of a yeah, that's that's probably not a good example. But no. yeah, I mean, there was it was kind of like there was music that was just, uh, you know, if you think of it, it's like silly, it's kind of simple music. But it, 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 it let, let's put it this way. It reminds me of a simpler time in my life, let's say. Yes, I remember like the early 80s music, early mid 80s was great i know it's it maybe it's not great music but like huey lewis in the news things are going well because <laughs> yeah. like my dad wasn't around so i was kind of like the man of my household and then my mom had to work all the time so i had like this freedom 
You know, like, uh, I'm going to go play in that swamp with the frogs because I can't because nobody's here to tell me no. And they're like, you know, watch over your brother and sister. Hey, let's go over here and play in the swamp. And why are you guys so tired? She'd be so tired. She couldn't do anything to us. You know, we'd be like, I get in the shower. Get lice. Oh, you're not a kid unless you got lice. You have failed at childhood until you get lice. <laughs> Gotta, I would think you failed the childhood is if you haven't had a uh, if you haven't had a, a fractured stitches or something. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I've, had a, I've had a few before. I was uh, even by the time I was fifteen, I think I had two. Really? Yeah. So Never I had, had fractured, a fractured yeah. wrist, and I had a and a fractured finger. I got more stitches than I did. I have no broken bones. Um, I should have. By all accounts, I took some nasty tumbles. Um, and but well, kids, we, we bounced at that age. And if we did, yeah. if we try to do the things that we did then, like, oh. well, we, we'd be dead in an <laughs> afternoon. I mean, we, you know. <laughs> the, it was kind of funny this, uh, winter. Um, it, it was, I was down in Vegas. It was a horrible winter for anybody who wasn't, I guess, near a coast or Vegas, even Vegas, it was cold. So my stepdad, who's 80 years old, all right, <clears throat> 80 years old, my grandma, 92 now. Oh, uh, good bo- yeah. Both like, yeah. Oh God. She's still going. Um, and then my aunt, uh, upper sixties, uh, sho- so- shoulder surgery, all three of them slipped on ice, all three, which could be a death sentence mm. for them. And, um, they, uh, n- none of them, they're fine. They're perfectly fine. They just bruised themselves. And, um, and I'm kind of, you know, and I'm kind of like, Hey guys, uh, not to sound like a parent here, but don't you hear about that stuff on the news? Broken hip. You're dead. I mean, what are you doing going out in these snowstorms and, and this and that and that and this? So here I am mouthing off to him. Well, I'm in Vegas. And Vegas this past winter actually got cold enough that there were a couple nights that it froze. And not to bore you with, I don't know how familiar you are, but uh, instead of constantly going out there and watering, they have these automatic watering things like uh, irrigation systems. No, like sprinklers? And, yeah, like sprinklers. Yeah. So, yeah. so And they're timed so you don't have to water. And so uh, – the, the neighbors of the house that I crash at in the Southern Command, their sprinkler uh, would run into our property a little bit, which was fine by me because then I have to worry about that plant. But I didn't realize one night that it had uh, sprinkled, but it made a sheet of ice on the pavement next to this willow tree. Yeah, that and was this is in Vegas. You had ice in Vegas, not what you'd expect. Ice in Vegas. So I go out there in the morning not paying attention because it's Vegas and there's a willow tree. I had to kind of trim down a little bit. So I got um, a hacksaw of all things. Cause I didn't have trimmers. And so I'm just walking in and whoop, and honest to God, slow motion. I'm like, why am I looking at the sky? Oh, there's a cloud. Why am I falling backwards? And then bam, right on my back. And what had happened is it had frozen over that night, but since it started getting warm again in the morning, there was water melting it. So it's perfectly slick. And dude, I could have broke it. Nope. Got up cut my hand a little bit with the hacksaw. So I had to bandage that up, but um, yeah, I just, uh, I don't know where we're going with that, but uh, yeah. It's almost it, like it, a cartoon the way you kind of went out. Like, you know, completely went out from under you. Oh, you absolutely. Went. Yeah, absolutely. Landed right on my back and could have broken. Vertical to horizontal in two seconds. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. So, uh, but um, I love a rainy night was not playing at that time. It, it might as well have been. <laughs> How have you been? What were you? What, things bad or what? We have I, the, oh. the internet is always happy when you show up, so we got to catch up with you when we can. Oh no! I well, just I just I, had te- I have terrible troubles with my sink. I have a uh, I, my sink detached from my my kitchen sink, right? So 
it's uh, an undermounted stainless steel kitchen sink. I have a really beautiful granite countertop in my kitchen. Right. And what they do with these, you know, an undermount sink is like it's mounted to the underneath, like with like epoxy or something or caulk. And it, you know, and I had my place redone like eight years ago when this was installed. And it just gave way on Friday. And uh, I couldn't get any, you know, because that was a long weekend. I couldn't get anyone here. And so the plumber was supposed to come yesterday and they screwed up the time period. And oh. the, I think <laughs> the guy's truck broke down and whatever. Wasted my whole day because I was waiting for him. Yeah. And then uh, they finally came this morning. You know, you messaged me when I uh, do this. So the guy shows up and he says, oh, no, well, we don't do that. What? Yeah. He goes, oh, no, you got to call someone. And, and I explained this in graphic detail. Sure. To- dispatcher and looked on their website researching who does this where and they said they do and then he goes they don't so i was about to kill him <clears throat> and then i remembered i don't want to spend the rest of my life in prison right and uh yeah so now i'm waiting on hearing from another contractor who i had to send pictures of it to and and uh waiting for them to to bid on it but i haven't had a kitchen sink so i've been washing my dishes in the bathtub so yeah we could get by with that yeah it's uh it's uh i haven't had a dishwasher in like 20 years and uh, now I got one. This is the new Northern Command. I don't know if you knew that I moved or not, but we had dishes, uh, a dishwasher now. Well, no, I knew that you moved. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I remember you talking about it, but I didn't know you, it was, it was you, you're all moved in now and the whole bed. Yeah, all moved in. Um, still going through some boxes, kind of like I opened up the memento boxes and I'm finding stuff from like, the, I found a, a, uh, a, what do they call them? Voice answering machine cassette tape. I have no idea why I saved it. I'm like, I must've saved it for a reason. But the problem now, of course I face is. John. Yeah. Your voice is gone for a second. No, 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 no. I said, Oh, I'm sorry. So I got this, this cassette tape from a voice answering machine, right? Yeah. Yeah. So where am I going to find a voice answering player? Where, where do I find a cassette playing device? for this thing? <laughs> well, I, Yeah. I didn't even think of that. I don't <laughs> right. know. So, uh, but then, yeah, so I've been going through all these memento boxes. I'm finding all this stuff from the eighties and nineties in college. I got these love letters from a girl. I'm like, I don't remember who. That. And then of course the GF like, oh, wait, who's that from? Who's that? Some a bitch. I was fucking 20 odd years ago. It doesn't matter. I don't even know her name. Jeez. It's just- yeah, she's probably 300 pounds divorced with like right. five kids from four different guys. The smoking hottest 40 year old out there. Jesus Christ. And no, I don't want to chase after 24 year olds. that are a pain in the ass. But um, yeah, I kind of, I've kind of, I won't lie, because I know. See, I want to get through this as quickly as possible, so I could put these boxes, you know, consolidate them into one year, because there's three of them, and I'm like throwing out half this stuff because I only remember half these people. Um, but I can get down to one box, and it can put it into storage, and then you know, I got this place open and cleaned up a bit. I know that if I do it by myself, it's going to be faster. If the GF is with, she's going to want to hem and haw and nitpick and know about every little detail and read through the the love letter. Who is this? What happened to her? I'm like, I don't remember. I don't know. And so uh, I, I'm trying to probably go through that next weekend. Uh, I was just thinking the idea of letters. Like, le- no one, no one writes letters. Oh no! Oh. I mean, what are you gonna? You gonna people in the future? People are gonna be saving text messages, you know, written yeah, I, purely out of emojis. You know? Right, right. I guess so. No, and it, it was kind of funny. I have like my old uh, <clears throat> at the U of M. You could have a a website. Like they say, hey, have you the ability, the ability to have a website. And this was 1994, I think 95, and other oh. was HTML. Yeah, so I had like this really. Actually, I got it right here. I printed it off because it's one of the cool things. I, it, it's not there anymore, but I took that guy from Akira. See, I put a little text in there. 
And that was, that was my website at the U of M. And so the URL is printed off at the bottom. So I tried to go to that URL. Oh, and, uh, look at that. Are you there? Hello? Yeah. Yeah. Can you hear me? I'm yeah, here. I can hear you. Did I go out? No, 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 no. I, I'm just, what it was, I'm watching you on the, uh, uh, the uh, screen with the messages. So, oh, yeah. Uh, the video's a little bit delayed. Actually, there's a super chat from uh, uh, Dr. Uh, Hanblock. All right. Well, we'll get to, we'll get to that. Oh, okay, we'll get to him. Right, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get to him. Right. We got to wait for Chad to come in with his thong and do his strip tease. You just watch, John. Wait till he shows up. Then everyone just starts throwing cash as if he's a big-titted redhead. He, he just well, I always thought that Chad made a bad career choice. Instead of going into accounting, he should have went into erotic dancing. He could have. <laughs> he could have been in Boys Town. He would have done real good down there. <laughs> Young, supple man like him. He, he better grow a beard. Otherwise, the gay guys are going to hit on him too much. Well, some of them are into that. No, but I mean, just think about Chad. Like, you know, he could have been like the first amazing Desmond if he, you know, had done it at an early age. You know? Who's the first amazing Desmond? You know, that little kid that the, the poor mother turned him into a transsexual kid that dances at gay places oh that guy okay yeah he's like 11 or something i think she started him doing it when he was like nine or ten it's horrible i mean it's abuse but let me let me guess the father's not available for comment exactly yeah yeah Yeah. okay that's i'm sure that kid will grow up to be yeah yeah well i I don't think no i mean statistically not they don't all turn into a oh this this kid is gonna i mean what she's done to this i mean this is I, you know, just, just Google a video on it. You're going to go, oh, yeah, this kid is doomed. He will be mentally tortured for the rest of his life. Yeah. He will be he will be in pain, completely confused. Instead of waiting till the kid turned 13 or 14, oh, look, here's the deal, kid. <clears throat> 98% is this way. You're going to like girls. There's now the other 2% that remains. And it could be you like the guys. It could be you like both guys and girls. Or it could be some uh, category of other. And and you can choose, but well, you should not, have some inkling by now. It's not even that he's gay. It's just that he dresses up in drag. She dresses up her, her uh, son in drag and has him perform. I mean, right. you know, it, it's, but, it's gross. It's it's kind of like, hey, maybe you're gay. Like the wasn't there an article recently? And again, I gotta I gotta be real careful because I'm cracking down on kind of the fake news. But there was an article about a second grader. The teachers are su- and I'm sorry, not the teachers. The parents are suing the school for a couple million dollars because the teacher kept trying to convince their their seven year old boy that he was transsexual or bi or something like that. Oh Christ! Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's child abuse, and it's not as it child abuse in the present, but. Uh, you know, look at how I get revenge on people. It's like, I'm going to tell you lies. They're going to fuck up your future because it's it's a, it's like a quarterly dividend. The pain and punishment never stops. It's a perpetuity. It's a life insurance policy, except it's, it's a pain policy. Every month you get a dosage of pain because you're living a lie. You made an investment in a stupid lie. You believed a stupid lie. So if I really want to hurt leftists, I did a video on this, and I think this is the philosophy everybody should start approaching is, yeah, fine. Uh, Gal dang, my daughter me. I, I, I raised my daughter to be a sweet traditional girl. She came back after a freshman year with purple hair, uh, tatted up this, that I, okay, well, then push her in that direction. You know, you want to get your, she says that I owe people more money because I'm a white male or we live for privilege. You know what? Push it down that road. There's no worse punishment you can do than having them do that. But it's the same thing, except these kids are innocent, where if you really want to fuck up somebody, you get them to believe in a lie. And here's this poor little kid who's going to be, oh, am I gay? 
should I keep doing this for a living or should I become a professional? What happens when this kid is no longer cute? You know, he's kind of going to be like a childhood actor. You know, once you're done, you know, then you're going to be Macaulay Culkin and no one's going to recognize you. And you're going to be sleeping in a car. Yeah. I, mean, I, I You know, it was funny when you were talking about the, the way to get revenge. Uh, do you remember the story about the, the kid that was begging at groceries and for like no reason he brought up how evil Trump was just for no reason? Yeah. Yeah, that was that was the guy. He kind of was the the snowflake that caused the avalanche in my brain on that one. And then he, I think he said he wanted to study acting, and you convinced him to get a PhD in it. Well, I don't know <laughs> if I convinced him, but I kept pushing him. And 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 I even, I God, dude, I was so good. I was like, listen, I'm an economist. Let me tell you something, okay? You're gonna have to get a master's. I mean, preferably a doctorate. So he's gonna. Cause what's he gonna look? He'll believe his dumbass fucking folks. He'll believe his dumbass fucking teachers. He'll believe his dumb. And if he, oh, here's an economist. He's got a pepper gray beard. See right there. I have people could trust me now. Before they couldn't trust me now because of that pepper gray beard. They're gonna trust me. I say I'm an economist. I say, dude, you got. And I tell him he gets to do what he wants. He just has to spend three times as much in grad school. He'll do it. He'll do it. <laughs> And yeah, they'll, they'll tell him that he's a special snowflake, and yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Like, and he's got to chill. Oh, you just gotta act your heart out. Hey, have you thought about you know maybe you know going trying for a gay flick porn? You know maybe you're gonna. Oh, God. And there's, there, and I've said it before. I could have dragged that kid out into the parking lot, beaten within an inch of his life, and that would be nowhere near the amount of pain because he'd recover, and then he'd go back to life, and 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 he might have learned a lesson. But again. That kid, you know, student. Everyone looks at investments as um, <clears throat> like these. They, they have the dividends that they pay. You know that your earnings per share, your dividends per share. It generates this modicum of profit every year. Uh, that if you're on, there's a, a rental income. You know, your rental investments it generates rental income, a rental profit. No passive income is that you mean like? <clears throat> well, maybe passive, yes, but any kind of investment should pay a dividend of some kind. There should be a return on investment. What people don't realize is student loans is a return on stupidity in the form of punishment and pain. But instead of you getting paid an interest uh, payment out of your bank account, you have to pay interest into your mistake, into your debt because you were a fool. And I can't, I cannot legally enslave my enemies, but by God, I sure can convince them to go sign up for a quarter million dollars in student loan debt to follow their heart and the money will follow by just putting on the dead man face saying, I'm an economist, trust me, and you should follow. Yeah, man. All you got to do is parrot what their parents and their teachers and, and the media and everybody is telling them. But you throw in, I'm an economist. And, oh, well, this guy said so. It's like, that's the best way. Oh, you know, what? Uh, <clears throat> oh, I forgot. There's so many. The most recent... Girl who, no, wait, hang on. They got it here. I had the article. Um, this is an editorial. It was the Washington Examiner. Just bear with me. Washington Examiner, uh, millennial women. <clears throat> uh, of course, it's an opinion piece, but this is, let me ask you, I haven't read this, but tell me if you could punish leftist feminist millennial women or boys because they like women tell me if you could come up with a worse punishment than this when it comes to problems millennials face we're not just getting it 
As I mentioned in my last post about the debt millennials have incurred, the predicament isn't their fault. It's their parents' fault. It's the baby boomers who led millennials astray, which I disagree with because millennials kept telling us they're the most independent-minded, intelligent generation ever. We suffered from the education debt phenomenon because we couldn't find jobs. A lot of us went to college or we got graduate degrees. Our boomer parents encouraged us to fund a lot of that debt on the premise that it would eventually pay off in the job market, but that clearly was wrong. We're paying the price for it, writes Wall Street Journal columnist Joseph Steinberg in this interview about this new book, The Theft of a Decade, How the Baby Boomers Stole the Millennials' Economic Future. <clears throat> that is unquestionably true. No, it's not. You millennials had every opportunity not to sign that. Do not, do not give me this bullshit. But it's not enough. Too few are willing to discuss the social narrative boomers promoted that resulted in economic troubles millennials now face. As Simon Sinek explains in this wildly successful video about millennials in the workplace, there are four pillars that landed millennials in the boat they're in, parenting, technology, and patience, and environment. Too many millennials grew up subject to failed parenting strategies, notes Sinek. Millennials were routinely told, for instance, that they were special, that they were could have anything they wanted in life just because they wanted. Once again, true, but there's more to it than that. The message to which Sinek refers to specifically directed to girls by their feminist-minded mothers. Sinek talks, and we're talking about what's the most important thing, John? <clears throat> most important thing in life. The, the most important thing in life? Most important thing in life. Um. Yeah, you're gonna have to clue me into this. Well, what, 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 what's the most important thing in your life? Like, what, what do you, what do you, what's the most important thing? What gives you the most joy out of life? As, as a seasoned man, you're not a kid anymore. Like, dude, I want to fuck a Ferrari. I want to a chick to suck my dick. I mean, what, what's the most important thing in your life? Well, I'd say, I, I, well, well, for me, I, I use a, I use the phrase durable fulfillment. But you know, okay, yeah, I won't go through the deep philosophy. The number one thing in your life, or at least what you're programmed to have in your life, is other people. And we can have all the material wealth in the world. Well, quality, we quality people. Quality. quality people. Yeah, no, no, not just any other. This is why people always ask, Aaron, how come you're such a misanthrope? You say humans are the most important thing. I say, because it's that 0.00000001% of people that I actually enjoy. The rest can go die under a bridge as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> but it is other people because that's the only thing that can. Oh, I think, I think the word you want, I think relationships. That's relationships, right. And so let me ask you this. What's the most important relationship out of all the humans? What's going to be the most important relationship for a man? Uh, generally speaking, it's either his girlfriend or wife or a wife. Yeah. yeah, his significant other. And for women, it would be their husband or boyfriend. <laughs> right? Is that what women tell them or feminists tell them? Oh God, no! Yeah, yeah that's all <laughs> bicycle shit. Yeah. I know. But do we have? We don't have to lift a finger, John. We don't have to lift a finger to get our revenge on these smug, cocky, arrogant, dumb, but they think they're smart, feminist, millennial women, and Gen X women, and baby boomers. We don't have to. You want to know why? Because they're mothers. They're goddamn old mothers. Their flesh and blood lied to them and told them what is the most important thing in life, the thing that could give them the most joy and happiness, and that is the love of a man, is their enemy. And they're the bad people and that they should be happy doing what here's let's help me out. John hit this one out of the park. What do we tell women is the most important thing now in life? Oh, now we tell them it's career. We got women believing work and paying taxes and commuting is the most important thing in life. Could you, could you do anything worse? No, oh, no, yeah, it's destroyed all these women now. I, I mean, you know, we're Gen X, so we, we, you know, we know people 
you know, that, well, in fairness, a lot of Gen X, Gen Xers weren't as bad as the millennials. I mean, I, no. most, most of the, the girls I know that uh, I went to high school with, you know, they married, they had kids and, and did that thing. But there were a few of them that bought into the, the bullshit because it wasn't as bad back then. It was just, no, know, no, it was bad, but it wasn't as bad. I and mean, I think you're a little bit older than me, too. Yeah, I'm older and, than you. So. Yeah. And I, I remember it, it, it was turned up in college where, you know, I remember we used to say, yeah, we're going to go get some chicks. And then the girl's like, we're not chicks. We're like, well, what are you then? We're women. It's like, what's wrong with chicks? What, why, why can't we go chase after chicks? Like it was a derogatory term. Uh, and, and even I remember twice, uh, uh, two girls I was dating, this is back in college. I said, Hey kid, you know, like Casablanca. And, and they were offended because I'm not a kid. I'm like, you saw Casablanca with me. That's what I'm talking about. And so it was, it was happening there. Uh, but certainly not to the level, as you point out, I mean, it's, it's almost complete and total what they've lied to these millennial women about. Oh, well, now it's bizarro world. I mean, I, I oh, see yeah. like, you know, clips, like if you watch uh, Steven Crowder when he goes on campus and stuff like that, like I, I would either shoot myself or shoot someone else. Mm. Um, probably both first someone <laughs> and myself. But uh, if I had to deal with that, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to survive on a college campus. You know, you know, my personality. It's oh, just, no, no. I, I would, I'd be going online. Um, I go to like the community college, get your prereqs out of the way, and then make sure you never set foot on the College of Liberal Arts part of the campus. You just go, you just go to the the IT department, and you just park there, and you go home. It. Well, that's some free advice right there, kids. If you're young, if you're in high school right now, uh, don't go to a go to a community college. Get like you said, the prereqs, and 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 study a real degree or learn a fucking trade. Look, that's mm. uh, that's probably the best career advice to get. Don't. Going to, you know, you think about like, you know, when we were in college, even, even, you know, our day, we went to college years and years ago. What the fuck did we have to study like all this literature bullshit for? Oh, that's because we had to make some people rich. That's, that's all really. You do know that if we bail out the students, <clears throat> it's not going to be bailing them out. It's going to be bailing out uh, the higher education industry because that's where all the money went. Yeah. Like the bankers made their commission off of all these bad loans and these uh, professors and administrators and college types, they, they're not paid. Uh, I mean, the the adjuncts are, but the admin, oh, that's that's a that's a multi trillion dollar uh, uh, theft right there, um, and that's who we're really bailing out. But we won't we won't learn our lesson. But uh, uh, anyway, I, I'll continue on here because I, I find I wanted to read through this here. Uh, Sinek talks about the self esteem movement and the harm it has done to millennials, and I agree. But we can't separate the self esteem movement from the feminist movement. They're two sides of the same coin. The self esteem movement says there's no one quite like you. You're amazing. Go seize the world. And feminism says your mother's lives were constrained. Don't live the way they did. Reach for the stars instead. You know, and conveniently, reach for the stars is work hard and pay taxes and sign on this dotted line for a ton of student loan debt. As a result, young girls and young women, both then and now, feel entitled to lives that defy description. They should be out of this world exciting. It was a powerful message that set off a chain of events. Millennials are the first generation of women to postpone marriage and motherhood and to have instead pile up degree upon degree that would make them more marketable and theoretically help them get established for marriage, but instead dealt them a cruel blow. Now they're in debt and can't afford to get married. Yeah, no, John, you and I are in relatively well financial shape. We have our houses paid off. Um, we're minimalist. We have a net surplus. Would you ever consider dating, let alone marrying a woman with significant student loan debt? Oh God, no. no. And what's, what's little, you know, what, what's a millennial kid's name, a boy's name, Tanner Phipps, 
What do, what do they name their kids? <laughs> they name them after fruit now. Okay, so asparagus. Here's poor asparagus Johnson. Asparagus Johnson. He he's got a lot of debt himself too. You know, twenty four year old kid. He, he majored in you know accounting or whatever. He's he he has like thirty thousand dollars. And then Tina, that's not a, a Madison wants to marry asparagus. And uh, asparagus like, but I, you got you got eighty grand, and you're still going to school. You're you're gonna end up with 125 grand with your master's in child psychology, and you're only gonna make 45 thousand a year. I mean, the math itself is prohibitive. There's just no way you you take on both liabilities. Yeah, this is not complex calculus here. I mean, no. you just figure out you know how much you both owe. You figure out what the interest on those payments are. You see what uh, what does the job market pay, and you just do some. You know what is it? Sixth grade math, and you're saying um, this is not economically uh, possible. Right, right. And what's sad for the girls out there is the quality men. They know how to do exponential math. They know how to calculate interest. They they know the power of compounding, and they'll be able to figure it out. And uh, I I gotta there's gotta be a way. I'd love to figure out a legal way that you can look up how much student loans a girl has. I bet you, you could ask because they'll be proud of it. And they like to complain, like, how much student loan you got? And they'll kind of brag. And you say, what's the interest rate? Now, they probably won't even know that. No, they won't. Know. They won't. I guarantee you they won't know the interest rate. What's interest? Oh, just give me a check. Uh, don't worry. Ocasio-Cortez will pay it off. Uh, no one told these women that when previous generations got married, they had zero money saved, but they also had no debt. The idea for marriage is to grow together, but that's not what boomers taught millennials. Why would they? Boomers are the generation that brought us divorce. They didn't want their children, again, their daughters in particular, to get married. Why be just a wife and mother when you can rule the world? I had a female friend of mine, who I still have, she didn't go away. Um, her mother was pissed off that my female friend just went and got married and have kids. Because she's like, we fought for you and we did this. So you did. It's like, how did you fight for her at any point in time? When I'm pretty sure at any point in time in American history, women didn't have to get married. You 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 didn't have to uh, 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 you, you know go be. There were female judges. Women could work. I mean, maybe it wasn't socially acceptable, but you didn't you didn't wage a war. Ba- especially baby, you know, by 1968, you were the, women pretty much had all the rights back then that they do now today. There wasn't like this. Women weren't in chains. They weren't kept at home. You you were allowed to leave. You were allowed to say no to a proposition. I I just yeah. And then in what seventy three they got the abortion thing. So you know they congratulations. Were... Go have more. I just uh, with this one simple but destructive message, everything changed today. More than half of young people don't have a romantic partner at all, let alone a spouse. Yeah, but let me ask you this, John. Do you think young women today even want to get married or have a have a romantic spouse? Do they even think they have, want to have kids? Uh, I would say they want to have a you know. Rom- I mean, just women in general, they want to have some. They want to have a guy, you know, mm-hmm. if it's uh, some sort of orbiter. I, I mean, I do think there's some interesting stuff now about the um, the way that young young women today they are replacing having a boyfriend with like the their Instagram profile, like that fulfills their psychological need yeah getting like all these beta guys to tell them how pretty they are or something like that but i mean i don't know can you cuddle up to your instagam profile at night i don't well, know <clears throat> there was another article recently and i'm i'm really trying to be impartial um i'm always interested in the truth and the original take i had on all this is they've been brainwashed they've been lied to but uh in in the you know the seventh inning stretch, 
genetics are going to take over. And at minimum, women will at least realize they've been had, they've been lied to. And if they're a little bit too old, like say Gen X, they'll be pissed off and there'll be this counter feminist movement. Um, or if they're younger, they'll change their tune. But the question really now boils down to that I'm trying to face is <clears throat> how effective is brainwashing? Because there was an article, now admittedly it came out in The Guardian, which is biased, but there was a, a researcher over at MIT or Harvard or something like that, and he described his methodology. I'm like, so far on the face of it, I can't disagree with his methodology, and he found out that women were happier unmarried and without kids. And what I am, I don't, I guess I'm not fearing it. It is going to be what it is going to be. But what I'm quote fearing <clears throat> is that women have, and men as well, but people in general are actually brainwashable to the point it overrides their genetics and their biological imperatives that women today, because if you look at the way they behave, they're not, they're not lining up to get married. They're not lining up and saying, hey, what can I do to make myself marriage material? They're not uh, putting themselves out there. They're certainly not making themselves look pretty. Um, oh, I just, God, no. I went, I mean, I know you're in Seattle and I know that's probably ground zero. Um, <laughs> but I went to the coffee store the other day and, um, I, I, it, and this was a, a criticism against men too. But I walk in and right off the bat, there's, two gals that are about 300 pounds. And I'm like, I am sick and tired of my eyes being raped by ugly people. No one's dressed. Like I'm not expecting to go out in your Sunday best, but you know, one, the millennial girls wearing their pajamas. Um, <clears throat> these two fat gals had like drapey shirts on the men weren't anything to look at either. And I'm like, if, they, if you look at the decisions and the empirical evidence in front of you, women are making no uh, uh, actions, taking no actions, making no uh, concerted effort to actually find and go and get a man. But they're putting tons of time, trillions of dollars worth of tuition and, and student loans, trillions of dollars worth of uh, sacrificed labor, opportunistic cost of labor, studying and pursuing careers in, in, in educations. And do you ever hear of like a home ec class or do no. their, do their, the mother's, uh, ever say like, oh, here's how you get a guy. And I've pointed it out before, not to keep rambling, but trying to put a bunch of people, a bunch of aspects and angles to show what, what I'm seeing to maybe paint what's going to be a very scary picture. If you look at the red pill, Manasseur or whatever, half of it is about self-improvement with the ultimate goal of probably attracting a woman. There's not one second of that on the other side with, with female blogs or whatever you want to call it where it's like, well, here's how you be a good wife. Here's how you work out. Here's a diet you can think, well, should I get fake tits or not? What do men want? There's never the asking, what do men want on that side? And so when you stop and look at it as an, like what is actually happening, women are getting uglier. They're choosing to spend their youth and their money uh, on educations and careers, which again, I'm not against you going and getting a career if you do it. Well, every, I think everyone should, uh, but they'll get worthless degrees they will not spend the time to figure out the finances on the true opportunity costs over the course of life, which will cripple them financially and make them a high risk of getting married. But I don't see them really caring, even at our age. Like, it's not like I know everybody says, why can't I find a man? That's, I think, the majority of 
I'm saying that's a minority of women. The vast majority of women don't want to get married. And I think the guy who did that study might actually right, be right. Women probably are happier, unmarried and childless, at least in their own mind, uh, as per the brainwashing they receive. Well, I, you know, I'm curious. I'd like to see the data, the metadata on this study as of like, what was the age range of these women where he measured their happiness? Mm-hmm. Like if a woman, uh, you like in her, you know, let's say, you know, our generation or earlier, usually they got married in their, you know, you know, by the time they were 28, they were married. Right. Um, you know, and working on having a kid, you know, they want to pump out their first kid before 30. And I do think that, so like you could ask girls like, you know, girls in just out of college now, do you want to get married and have kids? Like, oh, hell no, hell no. And then you come to them like when, you know, when they're 35 and ask them that same question, you know, I said, how, you know, and they've been busting their ass in the job market for 12 years, you know, trying to pay off their student loan debt. I said, do you think things would have been better if you just went to college and got your MRS degree? Um, I bet a lot of them would say yes. I see. I, I'm, I'm actually going to say I disagree because whether, and here's an interesting psychological point maybe they might feel that deep down inside but whether they're going to report to a psychologist or a pollster is like no i got and and not necessarily being intellectually dishonest either in their own minds they they're finally probably at 35 getting their career going on they're making some good money they finally paid off the student loan debt or it's on their handle they can eat out and <clears throat> go back to when you were let's say four okay because four was a real cool age for me Remember when you were four? Barely, but yeah. President Harding was around or whoever. The, the, the <laughs> automobile had just been invented. <laughs> <laughs> you you kicked the British's ass one more time. Um, what did I, you I want? Think, to- I think Gerald Ford was in office when I was four. But anyway, go ahead. Okay. What did, what did you want most to do when you were four? Oh, I don't know. Play in a sandbox. I don't know. Okay. Not- All right. But uh, for me, and it never happened is I always want to go to Disneyland, you know, because I watch the Disney cartoons and, oh, my God, what's this magical land? You don't understand maps. You don't understand planes. You don't understand. That's a guy in a suit. It's not actually, you know, Mickey. Um, That's all I wanted. And I never got there, but I did finally get to go to Great America, which is the Warner Brothers version. I don't even know if Warner Brothers is is trademarked or licensed out there anymore. And it wasn't the same because when I got there, what – what I was expecting as a four-year-old, I had grown out of that. I knew that that really wasn't Bugs Bunny. That really wasn't Yosemite Sam. Yeah, I could go on some rides, but the magic was gone. But you still wanted to do it. You still wanted to try it. Same thing I could say with like mountain climbing and, and riding out west. I never had the funds to go out west. But once I did, once I was about 30, actually, I didn't have the funds. I just said, fuck it. I'm done with this working life bullshit. I'm going to have fun <laughs> before I die. And I'm going to get angry. I'm going to curse and swear on the internet and rant even more. Oh, my God. Look, now money comes in. Irony. Um, it was great for a while. But then you realize, oh, you know, you know what's on top of every mountain, John? Uh, tell me. Snow, dirt, and maybe a tree. And if you're really lucky, there's another person. There's, I mean, there's a view and you get to do it. But after like your 20th mountain, you're kind of like, you know, I want, I bet you on top of this peak, it's going to be grueling. I'm going to run out of oxygen at about 12,000 feet and it's going to be cold, windy, and there's going to be rocks up there. By God, I was right again. And so until you get it, you think that's what you want. 
And it wasn't until I was probably even in my 40s, like early 40s, late 30s, did I realize, holy shit, it's not about things or stuff. Not that I was a materialist either, but all that really matters is other human beings and relationships. I mean, there's events and experiences and hiking and traveling and doing and hobbies and whatever you want to do, but it ultimately boils down to falling in love. And then normally, traditionally, it would be having kids. That would that would normally what it would be what it would be. But these women at the age of 35, you could say men too, are at the cusp or they're about to enter the land of Canaan and finally get those bundles of grapes they were promised back in their early 20s and late teens. And so I think at 35, just when they're about to you know, finish the marathon and win the prize, they're still going to keep on going until it's too late. And then they've hit menopause. And now you really got to worry about you know, having a Down syndrome kid. But <clears throat> I don't think because of the amount of debt that keeps them enslaved and the amount of propaganda. And I'm really believing people are 100% completely susceptible and controllable by brainwashing. I don't think they ever get to that epiphanal stage where oh, I've climbed a 20th mountain now. And maybe, maybe the most important thing is having people around. I really like people with penises and they have the sex thing. Maybe I should all oh, look little kids are the result of it. They're not even there at 35. So I'm, I'm pretty confident most women would do not actually want kids or husbands now. And, and in their mind believe they're that we'd have to go through the methodology, like you said, but I'm, I'm saying that ultimately my point is I think people are easily brainwashed which means they can be controlled, which means any independent thinkers like us were fucked. So that. Well, yeah, well, I mean, I think it's been known for a long time. People are, are brainwashed, at least in the short term. Like, uh, what, what's the name? You probably know this guy. What's he? He was like Sigmund Freud's nephew. Uh, he invented the concept of PR. I think he actually even coined the phrase. Um, and he came to America from Europe. You know, he had. Uh, oh, Dale Carnegie. No, not Del Carnegie. Okay, he, he wrote uh, How to Win Friends. And if, anyway, uh, someone in the chat might know who we're yeah. talking about. Um, I, I, his name just escapes me. But um, but yeah, he basically invented, you know, brainwashing, you know, like, uh, you know, how, to, how like, a, you know, it's funny, you know, he worked, uh, you know, kind of like madmen type of thing, you know, how to, how to market products, how to get sure, people, sure. you know. And I think one of the things that he did was to get women to smoke cigarettes, because that was like an untapped market. They could, that, that was smoking cigarettes way back in the day was equated with, you know, maleness, masculinity. Right. But it was leaving out half the population, you know. And if you get someone to smoke, it's, you know, because it's, it's a highly addictive. And, and uh, so it's a great drug. So what he did was he hired a bunch of women uh, at like one of these suffragette uh, parades or something, you know, women to vote to, to be smoking cigarettes and caught on camera doing it. And it, it kind of like linked that in women's minds, like, oh, smoking a cigarette equals freedom and empowerment and everything like that. And that's how that's how that uh, came to be. So then like that also in Virginia Slim starts showing up and uh, you came a long way, baby. Yeah. 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 No. Yeah. It, it, and it's sad. It's sad. Um, you want to you want to be that easily duped. OK, that's fine. But uh well, I mean, so to some degree, like we all are, because you know, you can't you can't be critical about every possible thing you see. Because watch think, me. Well, you <laughs> couldn't. You, you wouldn't have time to get dressed in the morning, right? I mean, right. A lot no, of, no, right. Yeah. A lot of times, we're on automatic pilot to to a certain extent. So you know, we're bombarded with this, you know. But I mean, uh, I noticed that it's in a lot of way I'm relieved of this. You know, giving up television was great for me, just for my whole total psychological well being. You know, it's funny. I I went and I got my. Uh, 
my uh, haircut the other day and I was bullshitting with the the woman that was doing it and talk and she was like mentioning stuff that I didn't even know what was going on. You know, I didn't know, like I didn't, you know, if you don't watch TV, you don't see commercials for what movies are out or, or, you know, you don't know like a lot of the current events. I didn't know anything that was going on with sports. But I realized, you know, none of that stuff means anything. I don't, you know, I'm so better off without it. You know? Mm-hmm. No, I, and I feel a lot happier when I don't watch that stuff. Uh, but I'm, I'm tra- I, I understand like you got to appeal to a guy or a gal, but to be that easily too, maybe I've just never, you know, I, I, I remember, okay, so that guy's smoking a cigarette. I don't feel like smoking a cigarette. You know, the kid's jumping off the bridge. I don't feel like jumping off a bridge. <laughs> it's a little bit more complicated than that. I mean, basically they get you to associate with something that you do like, you know, like, uh, like motorcycles, for example, I know right. you really like motorcycles. So if they were to equate, um, you know, motorcycles with a cigarette or, you know, and if you see a lot of these ads, you know, the, the, from back in the day, they did that. I mean, they're not, a, they haven't a- advertised cigarettes on TV since I think before I was born, but, mm. um, uh, they, you know, that's how they would do it. They would link it with, you know, coolness and masculinity. And, God. you know, I mean, like, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of James Dean. I always love James. And he always used a cigarette as like a prop in photos and stuff mm. like that. You know, you know, Humphrey Bogart, you know, that, that, you know, always had the cigarette. The- yeah, but he actually smoked. He died of cancer and he was a badass. That was. <laughs> the- yeah, I mean, he was. Yeah. But I mean, like, well, I mean, like, uh, for example, uh, here's something that you don't know. Like uh, Sylvester Stallone, for example, he he did smoke cigarettes one time in his life. He quit, like, I guess in his 20s. But I remember he made a movie. It was a really shitty movie. I think it was called Lock Up, where he was a prisoner that escapes from prison. And he had a deal. I don't know if you know this, but cigarette companies pay actors to smoke in movies okay um and there was a scene he already quit smoking but there was to get the money he actually had to pretend to smoke a cigarette <laughs> even though he had quit like you know decades earlier i'll i'll pretend to smoke a cigarette I, i'll pretend to do a lot of things you know whatever Give me the money, huh? <laughs> i'm not gay but 20 bucks for 20 bucks right? well it had to be a little bit more than 20 bucks that's uh i uh that what's sad probably the worst I see it where I just shake my head um, is the motorcycle culture where, do you know what the most profitable division of Harley Davidson is? Uh, they're uh, apparel apparel. It's not yeah, the motorcycle. Yeah, it's so apparel. damn. And dude, you look, if you're going to do the, oh, what was that? Seventies movie, something right. Pale rider. No, not pale rider. Easy rider. Easy rider. Dude, yeah, you no, wanna, 19, 1969. Okay. You want you and, uh, J- uh, Fonda. Right. Okay. There better be a speck of dust on your jacket, but if it's shiny and gleamy and it's perfectly bright orange, there's, there's no weathering or sunning or bleaching from the sun. Don't, don't show up. And, oh my God. These, I mean, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with buying a Harley jacket, but you can just tell it's like they're going to a nightclub and they have to get the Harley patch. And I always, you can't do it anymore. I, I like, I liked it. And this is only within past 15 years, 10 years or so. Um, I like to look at their odometers and see how many miles are on those bikes. You know, so you get this guy, he's got all the gear, he's got all the patches. It's like the the patch had just been recently ironed on and you go up to his bike 300 miles. You know, and it's got it's and it's like a 2012. It's like you've had and, this and bike it's, and it's he bought it used. And he bought it used. Yeah. Yeah. I was like god almighty. Just but they, they'll spend more, and it's a lot of them don't even have the goddamn bike, and they'll have a Harley patch or Harley boots or Harley this or Harley that. I'm like, come on, you got to have the bike. 
at least have the bike before you buy that damn thing. I don't, I'm trying to think, I don't wear like an Astros jersey and not go to an Astros game and see him get the shit kicked out of him by the Cubs while getting hammered. I don't, I actually would attend a game first, but. Well, I won't even wear it. I won't wear a sports jersey unless I'm fucking playing on the team. I mean, I think you're, if you're wearing another man's name on your back, you're a, you're a cuck, but. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, Chad's here. So uh, that was my story about how now I have a dishwasher. See how I brought that back? That's what a professional radio host will do is he'll bring it back to the original point and tie it together. So that's why women don't need men anymore and are happier without men and children because I have a dishwasher. That I still, by the way, it's not as efficient as me just washing the damn dishes. You have to unplug and then you got to, you essentially have to wash them, then put them in, then you wash them, then you have to let them dry. Then I'm like, dude, just let me wash it, put it there, wash it, put it there, and we're done. Chad, what's up? Not much. I heard you guys talking about how you thought I was gay earlier, so I thought I better jump in. We didn't say, did we? Say, oh, no, no, no. We're just we saying you do really gay. well. We do, you'd be a great gay. We're just saying you'd be really good at being gay, not that you actually are gay. You could make if you were gay. I think you could make a lot of money at it, though. You think? Yeah, I do. I think. Yeah, we got that those baby boy looks, Chad. If you shaved, you, oh yeah, you you definitely. Um, let's get through these super chats here real quick. <clears throat> Rahone, speaking of gay, if you guys had sex, what position you two would be in? <laughs> of course, Rahone's back. Uh, oh, Ray John, sorry, it's Ray, Ray John. John. Ray John, yeah, he gave us fifty bot dollars. Uh, Canadian, like, Canadian, a couple days back, yeah. Uh, position, uh, very far away, very far away position. Have to be Aaron, doggy style so we don't have to look at each other. Aaron, you strike me as the kind of guy that would fuck someone else in the ass and not have the goddamn courtesy to give him a reach around. Yeah, <laughs> I am. Yeah, that, that would be true. That's, uh, um, oh, wow. Look at all the other super chats that came in. Um, Dr. Com blog, $2. I like the great one is racist and sexist. <laughs> you guys ever listened to the great one? Uh, which, who, who's the great one again? Sinlib Soch. And it's, it's a paradox. Um, <clears throat> I think he's one of the best uh, podcasters out there uh, because he'll just tell stories about his life, uh, which is kind of what Bacon Maldito does. He j- I, I don't need to hear politics. I don't need political analysis. I don't need to tune into Rush Limbaugh. I just like stories of different people and their observations through life because I think that's truly experiencing the humanity more than you know some dipshit on Fox News or CNN telling me about what Trump did or something like that. Uh, but the problem is he'll he'll go through like this great uh, philosoph- philosophical organization and then uh, and then he'll just let loose every racial slur <laughs> the entire thing. And like, oh, okay, never mind. It'd be like listening to, uh, for example, the uh, there's got to be someone in the what's what's the black racial group? Not Louis Farrakhan's outfit, the militant one. Black Black Lives Matter? No, Black Panthers. Black Panthers. Panthers. Tell me this: Would you do you want to listen to Fox News or would you rather listen? I, you know what? I think that's what I'm going to do. Would you la- rather listen to Fox News or listen to like the flagship podcast of the Black Panther group? Uh, well, well, I, I wouldn't be able to listen to it every day, but if I just had to choose for one episode, definitely right. the Panthers. Yeah. I mean, it's different. I mean, it's, it's controversial. It's something I don't agree with. I, I'm assuming, but I, I, it, it's going to, it's going to fire different neurons within my brains than watching Ben Shapiro tell me something I already know. And yeah, well, so, plus it's funny when the black guys get up in their quasi-militant outfits and start going off, and you know, I mean, you know, there's there's a 
<laughs> there's a novelty factor going on there, you know? Right, right. But I would even say there's a philosophical factor because it comes from a different cultural background, a different political background. It's something different. It's like, God, I don't want to have another hot dog. Hey, look, here's here's a chicken sandwich. I don't really like chicken, but I'll try because it it's different anyway. And so uh, the great one will have like this really cool, interesting, different philosophical take. But then don't get them started on race <laughs> or, or women. Just don't get them started. And you're like, oh, OK, well, there's but um yeah, so you, you can find them. I don't I don't endorse them because uh, I really can't. Uh, but if, if you wanted to listen, <laughs> you can't. No, I can't. I just I'm just saying. But if you wanted something different, but just be ready for the twinge. You know, like ooh, you know. Uh, and one, for the record, that's not an endorsement. It's not an endorsement. You know, he's over at sinlibsoch.com. Um, but yeah, I think actually uh, when I'm flying out, uh, I'm gonna go visit Adam Piggott and him actually in New Orleans. Um, tomorrow. Yep. How's Adam doing? I was one. I, I used to follow that guy. Then he got divorced. I was wondering, did he get his shit together after that? Or? Yeah, yeah. I mean, as best as a guy can, and yeah, well, better than than a guy can. Um, he's he's podcasting now again and all that. He took it. He took it like a champ. Yeah, um, no, no. He didn't bitch at all, and he was pretty. Uh, what's the word? You know, he he kept the details private, and right. uh, but he handled it. I thought he handled it well. But I mean, a divorce got to fuck with anyone. I mean, yeah. You know, let's be honest. And the fact he was only gone for four weeks. And then got back to, you know, and he had to work and he had to fly across the country. Or I'm sorry, fly across the ocean and come here. Um, no, well, like that's, I, that's, that's nothing when you've uh, spent all this time in, where was he, Nigeria as a, a, a whitewater rafting sure. guy? You know, Uganda, I, mean, I, I believe, yeah. Uh, Uganda, whatever. No, his book was great, uh, Pushing Rubber Downhill. Yep. So uh, anyway, so we're going to all go hang out and uh, because I don't want to fly to Europe to see Adam <laughs> or Australia or wherever he ends up. It's like Louisiana is about as close as he's going to get. So I figured I'll go. I there. just don't want to fly to Europe. That's yeah. Bacon <laughs> uh, Maldito for $5.56. Never underestimate the power of compound interest in particular when it comes to your life decisions, being fat, a leftist, etc. New article up, by the way. And everybody, if you are interested, you can visit. Uh, here's another perfect example of a guy. He's, he's not really political, but he's got just a good, rambling podcast he's over at the goddamn bacon.com um and uh yeah he just talks you john you'd love it. i think he's in seattle yeah he is in seattle he does oh, you, he gotta, did, you gotta give me all right i gotta check this guy the out. goddamn bacon.com but he did an article about uh how he hates the homeless because there was a guy who was going to commit suicide on the i-5 and he was wondering why traffic was worse than it normally is which is pretty bad and then he got there and this guy did Brazilian jiu-jitsu. He gets in fights. He's an angry, pissed-off man just like us. It's a really good just, uh, this. And talked about, like, some beefs he had. Not him, but a, a guy that he knew at the dojo um, for jiu-jitsu that he tends. Uh, there was a beef. It's just stuff I don't get to hear. You know, stuff that Ben Shapiro ain't going to tell me on Fox and Friends or whatever the hell's on. So, uh, But that's the goddamn bacon dot com uh bacon baldito for two dollars 23 cents again is steel 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 a fan of owen benjamin he hearts um, the jews no uh, we're not that we we are pro-jew okay pro -Jew. i'm technically well, I mean, one here okay yeah aaron's got some jew blood in him but uh, the way i view view it because you know my views on the owen uh, benjamin or jews uh, well, uh, well, Owen Benjamin. Are my my quick thoughts on Owen Benjamin? I, I like some of his stand up. He's funny. I think he's kind of gone off the deep end and he's off his meds. But no offense, that's just my personal take who, on him. Who is Owen Benjamin? Uh, he's, he's a stand up comic that's extremely uh, 
uh, right wing, and he's got really caught up in this uh, blaming the Jews. He, I think oh. he's uh, he's a uh, what do you call it? Um, he, he denies the moon landings. Uh, oh. I don't know if he's a flat earther, but uh, isn't Benjamin a Jewish name? Uh, it's usually a Jewish name if it's your first name. They like oh. the old, the old uh, you know. Well, I mean, Cleary's an Irish name, but you're not apparently. Yeah, but I I did my twenty three and Me thing, and I'm all fucked up. I just kind of that 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 didn't make any sense. Uh, <clears throat> all right, maybe, I, maybe I've heard them before. They swapped out the they mix the samples up, you know, like the like the the, the babies in the hospital or something. I don't know. Sure, sure. Um, uh, no, uh, but to, to answer Owen Benjamin, um, uh, so so he's he's a little bit uh, too out there for me now. You know, I, I you got to be careful about these people who think they got it all figured out. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they they figured it all out, you know. Trust me, you, you haven't figured it all out. Uh, Bacon Baldito for another two dollars twenty three cents. Humans equal do not equal people. Huge key difference personality. Correct. Bill P for a dollar ninety nine. I got written up at work for using the term girl. <laughs> oh God! What were you supposed to say, woman? Or oh my! God. Well, then you're assuming their gender, right, or something, or. Well, you know, it could be that, no, she's a woman and girl is kind of like young and derogatory. I mean, every word is going to come under assault because these people need to be offended and need to be a victim to get money and, you know, get some kind of preferential treatment. So they'll they'll find any way to to get it. But it I'm wondering. I, I always knew about young 30s, mid 30s on that corporate America was not going to be where truly smart people had to go. Now I'm pretty convinced that any guy who has his shit together, corporate America is not for you. Um, That is, and not because necessarily the uh, sexual harassment uh, risks or anything like that, or the Sheryl Sandbergs. But when you have these corporations that are putting politics and gender or race or uh, just politics and gender ahead of profits, it's not going to be sustainable, and it certainly is not going to be meritocratic. And oh wait, you- oh, wait, a quick, a quick note on that before I no. forget. Netflix is going to try to boycott the state of Alabama because of their anti-abortion bill they passed. Well, okay, exactly my point. Do you, do you guys? This is going to go way back, Chad. You may have done a study on this. <clears throat> do you guys ever remember the Japanese kiretsus? Uh, what what is that? A kiretsu or the the Korean chables? Any of that sound familiar? We're going back to 90s. No, I don't know. Pod? Was this the pods? No, no, no. This is so uh they're basically multi corporation conglomerates. They're, they're basically conglomerates. Oh, no, I know what that is. That the is Kuretsu. when that's when uh multiple separate corporate corporations, which are, you know, they're they they operate in concert for a common goal. Right, to the point that they're effectively one large conglomerate. Yes. And so uh, I'm sure there's a an Asian, or perhaps we have an Asian listener who, who happens to know this, I'm, because it's both Japan and Korea. I'm quite sure that the economic origins of this would be based in Asian culture, so I'd be incredibly curious if somebody can tell me why they formed this way. But <clears throat> both J- Japan and Korea uh, had kuretsus, or chables. And what it was is, for example, Mitsubishi. Mitsubishi just doesn't make uh, 
cars. They have an electronics division. They have a banking division. They have an insurance division, a real estate division, and a heavy industry machinery equipment division. And uh, Nissan, um, uh, what was another one? Nippon Steel. Uh, it's not just a steel company. Usually, that have the entire vertical chain integrated, and they keep everything kind of in-house. The Chables would be like your Samsungs, your LGs, your Kias. Um, what's another? Hyundai, stuff like that. Now, it makes kind of logical sense that you would have, oh, we'll have our own bank and keep it in-house. Well, we have our own steel supplier. We'll keep it in-house. But essentially what ended up happening is a lot of corruption started to form, a lot of padding of accounts, and these entities became too large to fail. And because politics within the Koretsu or the Chable made them less proud. So here you have every young Korean man and every young Japanese man wanting to go work for a Koretsu. I got to get into Mitsubishi finance. I got to get <clears throat> into Sony uh, finance or, or whatever. And then they get there and they find out that you are worked to the bone. You work to death. I mean, they had a term for it in Jap uh, Japan, working till suicide. You're, you're not, you don't get to see your family. And it's not terribly meritocratic. And I'm thinking that's the way that corporate America is going, not because they have a, a vertical integration chain that has the unintended consequences of corruption, internal corporate politics, and too big to fail, uh, but because of all the indoctrination we've given the millennials and Gen Xers that they don't really think in the real world anymore. They're not looking at the bottom line that corporate America, especially the Fortune 500, where all the powerful independent women want to go, well, I want to, where all the Cheryl Burgettes want to go and work, uh, have been infiltrated and corrupted to the point that if you have a CSR department, if you have a diversity and all that department, you're gone, you're corrupt. You're what they, they even had a term from, they called them zombie corporations. They called them zombies because the government kept shoveling money into them to make them uh, uh, cash flow, uh, even though they weren't profitable. Uh, so what I'm thinking is these are going to become these dinosaurs, these dead zombie companies that you're not going to work at. And the true growth is going to be where it's always been, where the hardworking, innovative, creative people have gone. That's going to be entrepreneurs and, and uh, independent contractors. Um, so this right here where Bill just talked about, he got written up using the term girl. I mean, call it a night. It's over, guys. You don't want to work for that corporation. Are you guys there? Or am I gone? Yeah, no, no. We're, I'm, oh. I'm here. I, 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 I have nothing to add. I agree. Oh, I didn't know if I floored everybody or what. But. I'm working on a tax return. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's get to more super chats here. Uh, Doctor Com blog dollar. No, uh, no comment. If I guess if you donate more, you get to write more. I guess the the higher you pay, the more characters you can write. Yeah, that's how that's how it is. Yeah. 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 I didn't know, but uh, you could donate a buck, but it doesn't gain you anything. For th thanks for the uh, donation there, Doctor Con. Bacon Maldito again for two twenty three. Check your older brother email for a Seattle model. All right, hang on. Let's take yes, a look. I'll be right back, guys. Be right. Back. All right, let's all take a break. I'll pull this up. Chad, can you sing uh, "Girl from Ipanema" for for us? Everybody in the chat's gonna go no. no! <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, how was the hangover? Oh, from the other day, dude. You were right. Sports ball and alcohol just are not a good combination. You know. I don't know. Millions of fans disagree. Uh, was it that bad, or did you just have a beer or two and you just stayed out too late? Not both. I got hammered because oh. every time I go to this particular bar, I get all kinds of free shots because the bartenders and servers are all my clients. So they're like, oh, hey, man. And, you know, 
Redemption is a very good uh, whiskey slash bourbon. Mm. I thought you sent me a picture of a beer. I figured you were a little tip. Your texts are kind of coming in. Clary equal Carlson School of Management. <laughs> I'm like, it's like 2 a.m. I show the GF. I'm like, I think he's a little tipsy. Well, you have to remember, we did that uh, stream earlier in the day. So I literally finished the stream and went to the bar and started drinking. So it was like still in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Bacon sent me something. Are we allowed to upload images to the chat? I don't think you can do it on the chat. No, I can't do it on the chat. Um, you can do emojis on the you chat. You know what I can do? I could tweet this out. <clears throat> uh, if everybody wants to go to my Twitter account, uh, you go twitter.com. It's slash Aaron underscore Clary. I'll sh tweet this out. Saw this from our Seattle. Is this the last time you're going to be around for a while? Because I know you're traveling. No, I'm coming back on Monday. Oh, okay. And I'm going to park my ass here for a long time because um, I'll be done with the no traveling. No more Vegas. No more Vegas. Well, no, there'll be Vegas. It just won't be next week. Uh, how <laughs> do I? God darn it. How do I save this? No. What was this kind of model thing? Did you get that? Hang on. Uh, a buddy of yours. Okay. I got to download this first. I'm trying to show people what Bacon sent us because he saw this today. And so on my Twitter account, I'll say, saw this from our agent. Oh, and I'll just say from our, our Seattle agent in the field. Hang on. Was this on Twitter? Can I do this? Okay, it is on Twitter. All right. So I don't have to. I don't have to. Is it customary to like delete the the ats at people like their identity not that they have their real name no because because it's, it's a, tw a twitter post is by definition public okay all right so what's the private message they sent you no this is this was liked and oh my god you're amazing and no, 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 it's public it's out okay there. all right just want to make sure so that's what bacon saw in his stream today if you guys go to the twitter feed it's just a picture of a large chick in a in a what would normally be a hot dress on a hot body um, on a land well? It, yeah. No, you got it. I. It, why do they? Why do they? Again, women. If you're fat, why are you even bothering doing your nails and putting on a fancy dress? Like, remember, Chad? We looked at that article about poor people going to prom, and there was this just repulsive-looking girl. Uh, her face was turned away, but she had tattoos and short hair, and, and the fat was going over her bra. Why are you even bothering with a fancy dress? It doesn't make you look beautiful. My I mean, theory is, well, I can tell you why I think. I yeah, think that there's so much terrible thirst with a lot of guys that they're willing to go after the ones that it's like lipstick on a pig, you know? It's that bad. There's men that desperate. You think they'd bang that? I really do. Like I, I look think, around. It's hard to believe, but if you look at how slim the pickings are for, you know, people, guys in their twenties. Yeah. I saw it in Wyoming uh, because of the nature of the industry in Wyoming, ranching, mining, oil, railroads. Uh, there's significantly more, especially young men, than there are women. And you'd see a guy who could beat my ass in half a second, like a solid eight, even a nine, walking with a four or a five. It just this – and it's manual labor too. So these guys are typically in shape. 
They're not overweight. They're very trim, very in good shape, masculine. And they're, they'd just be this bowling ball that would be following them around. And I'm like, and they're making good money too. It's not like you don't make good money working at the mines. I was like, wow, the, the pickings are that slim. It's terrible. It's terrible. Well, it's, like the, uh, it's funny. I was watching a, a movie years ago with uh, Liam Neeson called The Gray. I highly recommend it, by the way. Um, no women in it. But it was funny. This one guy, it's about this kind of a man against nature kind of thing. And this guy says, uh, it's about a bunch of uh, guys who worked on an oil rig like up in Alaska and the plane crashes and they're trying to survive. But they're all sitting around a campfire one night. And they're, they're telling stories. And the one guy saying, I, I can't die because, you know, because, man, the last chick I was with, man, she had to be like 240, 260. I, I, can't, <laughs> I can't go out with that being my last one, man. <laughs> I know a, a guy who worked on the Bakken oil field. And um, I, 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 I've never been that. Dude, there's your hand. There's your hand in some porn. Go rub one out. Be done with it. Because – how could you pay? I think it was she was like two hundred pounds, and like yeah, she was one of the regular, I'm like regular. So she was shared. I'm like, disease. <laughs> like, this is one. You know, send me Bertha. Yeah, when Bertha is like, you know, your twenty five top twenty five percentile girls working at the bordello in Williston. You kind of, oh my god. Well, well I, I mean, guess it's, it's you know you're an economist, right? I think it it literally is a supply and demand thing. You know, I mean, that that's, uh, you know, if you live in uh, remote Alaska, there's like, what is it like, you know, 15 guys to every one woman. I mean, you know, and then I, I guess you know, you do the homo thing or you, you just constantly rub one out or you go with uh, some wildebeest. Well, what the inevitably what will happen and it depends on elasticity, you know, cigarettes versus gas, but uh, inevitably jerking off to porn will become a substitute good. If you got to pay $200 an hour to go out with 200 pound Bertha, uh, because that's the only thing, forget that. And the, the amount of time these guys would drive, because keep in mind, it's not like you're working in town. You're in a man camp a hundred miles away, literally in the middle of nowhere. And you got to drive to town, Williston being a big town, uh, to, to go find some girls, uh, after that much time and call, maybe I'm too much of an economist where I'm like, no, for five minutes, <laughs> five minutes, I'm going to stay here, get some good sleep and not work on the 40,000 voltage uh, diesel powered machinery uh, in perfectly clear consciousness and health tomorrow. I, oh, um, <clears throat> all right. So we did that for bacon. I mean, is it that bad out there, guys? I don't know. I don't date. Uh, John, are you even dating anymore? Um. Yeah, I mean, you know, one good thing about getting older is you're, you're I get, I get very, well, I think just older in general, you get much more discriminating about life in general. So you yeah. don't settle for that. I mean, everything. I even think like, you know, where I like go to eat or what I put up with, you know, uh, things that I would, you know, I just don't tolerate bullshit anymore. So if, you know, and, and as you get older, you're, you know, when I was in my, tw you know, I guess from the age of 17 to, to my early 30, I mean, I was just slinging seed like, you know, nobody's business. And now as I get older, it's like, eh, you know, but yeah, I mean, I, I still uh, have female companionship, but not like I used to. Well, bacon found a nice, uh, young lady for you there who spray painted <laughs> on a dress. I still, still just what, what's with weaves. Somebody explain weaves and the nails, the black ladies get the nails out the head. They look like Wolverine. So they're very fat and, and then the weaves, what does it do? Why? No one's going at it, but maybe they are. I don't know what you guys are saying. 
Chad ever date a girl with a weave? I can't say that I have. I mean, um, you think that'd be a good niche for me to find? No. Because right now it is absolutely bad. <laughs> are you even, I mean, are you even out on, I mean, I know you have, everybody has Tinder or, or, or plenty of fish or whatever. I mean, do you even bother with that anymore? I mean, I, I guess online was dead. I, I don't know. No, online's dead. Yeah, I don't, I don't really do any of those. I mean, it's just, um, you're going to get somebody who's at least three or four points below you. And then they're still going to be demanding. So that's just too saturated. God, God Almighty! And, and then again, we talk about substitute value or substitute goods. Sorry, substitute goods. The guys are going to go jerk off the porn. The girls are going to go get their attention from the internet, and it's not going to be analog or in person. Well, this is why I hope you do a show with Arcady because that's like he knows all about this shit, and he'll tell you how bad it is. We gotta, we gotta get him out. He's didn't he? Wasn't he on traveling or something? Yeah, he's gone for a couple weeks or something. Okay, all right. I still want to do... I sent an email to Pornhub, by the way. <laughs> uh, oh, you laugh. You laugh. But that's how everybody laughs at good ideas or ideas that actually end up making money. Because uh, I do want to get you on with some of your webcam girl clients um, to talk about the industry and financial planning. I think it would be a, an outstanding... But I, I also want them uh, topless while we do it. Um, and we're going to probably have to do that on Pornhub, but hopefully it'll get back to me because who knows, this could be another, you all talk about different streams of income, right? Sure. Is Pornhub going to get rid of me because there's a gal who's, you know, dolled up in lingerie, like what happened in half a second on YouTube or something like that? Well, I mean, I've heard there's shocking sex things on uh, Pornhub from what people tell me. So I, I don't think you have to worry about that. Yeah. Yes. I, we would, we would actually be probably the most tamest channel on Pornhub and the most intellectual. <laughs> All right. Wizardly wizard uh, for $10. <clears throat> Thank you. Does anyone see a problem with short-term major medical insurance as opposed to much more expensive ACA plan? Healthcare is my biggest impediment to further minimalism and early retirement. Does anyone see a problem with short-term major medical insurance? Why short-term? What? That's a short-term. Do you guys know what he's talking about? Uh, I, for a second, I thought he was talking about like catastrophic insurance. I'm not sure what he means by short-term. Major. Uh, I think it's like a short-term major medical insurance. Like uh, Those have like, really high deductibles. I see those. Okay, but is it fully uh, – short-term indicates it's like what, six months – Major indicates to me that it's like full insurance, like you just pay a copay and that's it. But you're saying no? Well, I'm not sure. I just know some of my clients have gotten short-term Blue Cross, Blue Shield. It's meant to be something you get when you're in between like school and having a job. It's not really designed to be long-term, which I guess is obvious by its name. So right. I think he's asking if I just stick with that instead, get, instead of getting a real, you know, fully covered insurance. And I what? would think... It just depends on how much you think you'd need it. What's yeah, the age? Yeah, you your age and like statistics like that and your likelihood of needing it. Yeah. Uh, um, as you get older, you'll have shit that happens to you where you need insurance. Um, I have health insurance now. I mean, I pay for it myself. But. Me too. Affordable Care Act. So he's okay. So it's more expensive to go to the government route. I think that's what ACA means. God damn it. I got all these. Damn well, he might not know you're not required to have health insurance anymore. Trump got rid of that. Like you don't have to scramble to get health insurance unless you want to have some coverage. There's no requirement. Well, you don't, you don't get a, I mean, there never really was a requirement. It's just that you had to pay extra on your. Yeah. Tax. Yeah. You got a penalty and now there's no more penalty. 
Yeah. I would um I'd get uh catastrophic insurance, but I think he's he's implying if it is short term, he's in between jobs uh instead of going on the ACA plan. Yeah, dude, if you can get major medical insurance and, and admittedly there's probably gonna be a high deductible, but you're young, the statistics are on your chance you're not gonna get sick or anything like that. Um but yeah, just in case you get hit by a truck, get the short term major medical insurance. If, especially if it's cheaper than the ACA plan. I mean, don't give the money to the state. Fuck that. I mean, I know it doesn't go to the state, but um, <clears throat> yeah, I recommend I, getting it because uh, if if something really major does happen, you can get wiped out if you don't have insurance. I mean, it, you know, an aspirin is like fifty bucks in a hospital. Yeah, and then this healthcare is my biggest impediment to further minimalism and early retirement, dude. If especially if you're younger and you sound younger, unless you're older, I could see where your your premiums would be up. Don't, don't, don't do this. Well, I could get by without car insurance. You're not making enough money then. All right. You could find a reasonably affordable catastrophic health insurance, especially if you're younger, you don't have any other medical issues. And then if you, if you do have medical issues, then that's what the, the Obamacare stuff is for. But don't be chintzing on no health insurance. Oh my God, I got hit by a truck and now I'm 55. Then, then your minimalism and your early retirement is really fucked. Yeah, then you're going to have to declare bankruptcy. Yeah. Because you'll never pay that off. Non-stop, uh, stop Dre, 360 for $1.99. Your opinion of gaming being a disorder now? Oh. Addiction. <clears throat> Addiction. Uh, no, there, there's, there's, these people have a, a, a deeper, more real, already existing psychological problem. The symptom is they're gaming a lot. Um. You know, it's like if I watched Ice Station Zebra on repeat for hours at a days at a time, then there's probably something else wrong with me. It's not, oh, he's got Ice Station Zebra addiction. It's like, no, that's bullshit. Gaming disorder is not real. There's, there is something wrong. There is something wrong. Um, but it's not gaming. You know, what? A, a, a big tits addiction. I got big tits addiction. I don't know. I just keep liking looking at big tits. What can I? Uh... <laughs> Atham, our good buddy Atham, uh, for two dollars says Clary equals Hispanic. Mwahahaha. Ask his DNA. I am. Am I Hispanic? I'm Spaniard. Does that mean I'm Hispanic? You don't seem very Hispanic to me. No, I'm not very angry. Well, I'm, technically, I'm like eighteen percent Hispanic or wow. Spanish. <laughs> but that does. I thought that just made you Spaniard. Didn't you have to be from the area of Española, the the Cuba, the Caribbean? All I know is if you did ballroom dancing, maybe you got some of that in you. You got that Latin blood there, Aaron. <laughs> may have it. May have it. Clario. Uh, Murray Segudo or Sacido for $1.99. What's your funniest dude bro story? Huh? I don't know, guys. You got dude bro stories? What is a dude bro story? I don't know. The kind of the, the reason you pick on dude bros is they're so commodity, they're so stereotypical. They don't do anything zany except they're just cookie cutter dude bros. Hmm. I know a, a dude bro at the the Carlson School of Management. Uh-huh. He, he was 36. You could tell, you know, former jock used to lift weights. He was still in good shape. Parents at the age of 36 were paying his way to go to Carlson. Oh. And uh he uh he was gonna make a ton of business, ton of money by opening up a gift wrapping shop. One of those kiosks, you know, you get a little kiosk in the mall. You don't actually have a uh, a storefront. It's just a little kiosk. So he rented that and he'd do uh, Christmas wrapping for Christmas. And I think he lost like $6,000 of his parents' money on it. 
Um, mm. I guess that's kind of a dude role. I don't know. They're just drinking beer and wearing their hats backwards and thinking they're going to make six figs and they lease cars. Hmm. Yeah, Dubro stuff doesn't really come into my world that much, oddly enough. It's weird. Doesn't it kind of end like by the age of 40? Like there's no Dubros at 40 because you've either been divorced, you've had to file for bankruptcy, you're balding, you're getting fat. I mean, there's a there's a shelf life to a dude bro, right? You would think. I mean, I don't know any 40 plus um, PUAs or whatever. <laughs> right. I, I, don't, I don't even think you make it much past 35. No, yeah, it's funny when, when you said that, Chad. I was just thinking about uh, Rouge. He's just he's turning. Yeah, 40, and he Rouge. had this. He went from being, you know, the, you know, pretty much he was the ultimate pickup artist. You know, when, what people think of because he'd been around for so long, and, and his following was so large, and he wrote wrote such so, so much, uh, so many books on it. And now he's literally disavowed the the entire concept of it. It's quite a change. I like, I still think it's rebranding. I really, I mean, he may have an epiphanal, but you don't switch that quickly. It, it, there's something. Well, you know, he's the too details. damn smart. That's the thing. I just think he's too damn smart. But do you know why he did this? He did this. His sister died, so that really affected him. And then he had some kind of. He took mushrooms. Hey, and no, ate no mushrooms. that's that's uh, not for public consumption. Though. Oh, oh. Well, he wrote an article about it. All right. Well, <laughs> All right. I thought well, that- I'll, I'll go back. I'll go back and take care of it. Um, no, I, I, his sister died, I think, two or three years ago. So this, this, yeah, well, it was, well, yeah, at the article, yeah, that was, that was kind of, it was, it was a sister dying. And then apparently he had a, uh, took an hallucinogen and, uh, he had a God experience, kind of like, uh, you, you guys remember the story in the Bible, uh, Saul became Paul. Sure. That was pretty much what, what the, the, the trip did to him. I, uh, what was that about? <laughs> Saul, you, know Paul, you don't know that Bible study? Uh, kind of missed out on that. Tell him, Aaron, you're, you're a preacher's son. Give him the clip notes. <laughs> I try to purge as much as I could possibly, but what's funny is if I ever get into Christian arguments, also my brain remembers something like a quote or this particular thing in the Bible. I'm like, no, you're wrong. And that, 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 that. So if I come on the war path or in, in current battle, I'm good. But just to tell, I don't know. It was Saul, and was he? Uh, you want, you want was he a, well, hang on. Let me let me see if I can remember. I'm trying to remember what it wasn't like. He saw a flame, but he was like some douchebag. Uh, was he a tax collector or a soldier or something? He was, he was a persecutor of Christians. He was a Jew that persecuted Christians. Okay, all right. So he was not a liked person. He didn't have the greatest job. And then did he, I want to say he saw a flame? He almost he got, got killed. Off his horse, didn't he? Like, what, like a, what's that? It wasn't like he was a bolt of lightning knocked him off his horse. And, well, uh, I guess we could look it up if we really wanted to. Um, it's been a while since I read my book. Yeah, Bible. I know. Saul <laughs> to Paul. Okay, uh, Paul the Apostle. Oh, God, he was ugly, if any of these pictures are right. <laughs> <laughs> he was really ugly. Uh, he took a bad <clears throat> Polaroid back in, like, you know, 500, you know, was it uh, 50 B.C. or whatever. Okay, Paul was dedicated to persecuting the early disciples of Jesus in the area of Jerusalem. In the narrative of Acts of the Apostles, Paul was traveling on the road from Jerusalem to Damascus on a mission to arrest them and bring them back to Jerusalem. When he was, when the resurrected Jesus appeared to him in a great light, he was struck blind, but after three days his sight was restored by Ananias of Damascus. All right, so he saw Jesus as a bolt of great light. 
And then he became Christian, became St. Paul. Yeah, and he's responsible, I think, for converting more people than any of his contemporaries. Oh, yeah. He wrote, I mean, it's what, Acts, Corinthians, Second Corinthians. Um, he wrote a lot of books in the Bible. Yeah, he was the most prolific apostle, I guess you could say, uh, in, in his day. Um, but I, I don't know, because here's the other thing. I've, I've heard this secondhand now from you guys, but knowing what I know of Rush and reading through his books, he's, he's no dummy. Um, no, no, he's and, probably yeah, and and if and if it is true, well, one thing, if this is true and all that, then he must have had an experience because he, he's not he's not weak minded, he's not weak willed. Um, so whatever he's doing, I'm sure he's 100 uh, percent legitimate behind it. Um, but it's either a, a true conversion, or I think it's just kind of like why keep fight. I this is why I have Operation Evil. I just, I keep it completely clandestine. I mean, I can tell you guys, you know, I have, I have made efforts to sell lies to people because it's more profitable, uh, but this could be a, a diversification of income, but uh, it's speculation on my part. I, I just wish him well. I hope he's okay. Um, I know he's come to the realization, you know, like I said, he may have climbed his 20th mountain and said, well, the only thing in matter in life that really does matter is other people. And the most important person in my life would be my wife. And boy, I'd like to have some kids with some pugs. I 100% believe he is now a family man or would like to have that. Uh, but I don't know about the the Puritanism uh, aspect uh, that, that he's gone down. So I, I, but it's speculation on my part. He took off the, all of his bang books. You cannot get them anymore. Really? Yeah. yeah. I don't think it's financial, uh, Aaron. I think it's probably, it seems sincere. Okay. Well, I'll have, a, if I can get them on, if I have time, that's the other thing. Um but uh, he's he's busy as always. Oh, uh, let's go. Bacon Maldito. Today's sad lyrics: "Sawed off shotgun, glorious sons." What does that mean? It must be a song. I don't know. Does he want Chad to sing them? <laughs> Nobody in the chat wants me to sing. Trust God, me. look. Oh man, we got a ton of super chats. Holy cow! Um, <clears throat> let's go back. What? Da, 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 da. If they pay, they need to be read. Well, here's yeah, no. If they pay, they do need to be read. That's kind of my rule, but I want to stay on top of it before it gets too far down. And we miss out on somebody. Uh, Murray Saucedo for dollar ninety nine asks, "What's your favorite item uh, on the menu at Perkins?" Chad, you got a favorite Perkins? Do you even got Perkins in Chicago? I haven't. There's probably out in the suburbs somewhere. I haven't seen one here. You've I don't been think we have them here. Yeah, you guys got like. Uh, Village Golden Nugget or something. Yeah, Golden. <laughs> but you guys ever been to a Perkins? No, I, I have not. I have not. Okay. I have, but it was in like Pennsylvania. Perkins is probably my favorite restaurant. Um, my favorite item at the Perkins menu is the uh, uh, not the granny hash. The the granny. It's it's got everything in it with hash browns. It's completely unhealthy for you. It's got bacon and sausage and ham. And you put some jalapenos on it. It's absolutely wonderful. Actually, that sounds good. Yeah, it's it's really good. Yeah, Perkins is real. I always catch flack because like Perkins was the place you went to after college to get late night food after the nightclubs. Well, I didn't really party all that much. And I couldn't afford Perkins. So then when I actually started getting money, I'm like, dude, I can't wait to go to Perkins. I'm like, damn, this is really good food. But all my friends by that time had graduated beyond Perkins. They're like, no, let's go to Crave. Let's go to 
other places that just have one syllable nouns as, as time that's like $20 for a burger. Let's piss away our money. So if you ever 24 seven, uh, especially traveling out West. Oh yeah, man. You come into any sizable town. Good chance. There's going to be a Perkins and they're open 24 seven. And it's great food. I love it. Cool. Fernando covet for a dollar 99. You still need to report it. The IRS won't collect. He's talking about health insurance and the requirement to have it. So even if you say that you didn't have health insurance, there's no more penalty. Hmm. Okay. Phil, for another time. I'm curious about that because I'm, did I get in trouble? So if I didn't answer that question, am I in trouble now? Well, usually I'm not able to electronically file a tax return unless the question's been answered. Did you use TurboTax or something? Or no, I didn't do, I, I don't do my own tax. So, okay, well maybe he, all right. He probably did it for you. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Chad, can, can you take over the Super Chats and read through them? Because I got to keep scrolling and then flipping over. It's just a pain in the ass. Can you can you read them for me? I'm at Phil for nine ninety nine. Uh, Yeah, no problem. He'll switch over there. It's He's talking about recent controversial tweet. Okay, so for nine ninety nine, Phil says, recent controversial tweet cited that women of today aren't interested in a guy, quote, up and coming you know, like MBAs, they want the finished product now and jump on that bandwagon. So basically women are no longer like willing to invest in a guy early while he's still in school or whatever. Now they want, you know, they want to be at the finish line. They don't want the guy in med school. They want the doctor. Yeah. Well, what they're going to want and what they're going to get are going to be two different things. I <laughs> There was some gal, uh, I forget, it, it doesn't matter, she's, she's nobody, um, <clears throat> but she was this cute little 20-something thing, and she was like picking on another gal, a Diane McAllister on Twitter, and she's just like, why would you be a mother and a wife, and you know, you gotta be like me, be a, she said like a bitch, I'm gonna be a bitch-ass boss, and you gotta wonder like what these girls, remember we're talking about brainwashing, and- I don't know if you noticed the cacophony of school. Does the cacophony of school, the environment these young ladies are brought up in, do they teach them about hard work and sacrifice and the postponement of consumption and compounded interest and in STEM? Do they teach them that? No. I would guess not. No. What, guessing, yeah, delayed gratification. No. What did they teach them? Uh, you're a victim, the patriarchy, you deserve everything. You're you, there you go. You deserve everything. Let's see. And this is why, again, I don't see it. I'm not on the front lines. I find it appalling that Chad, when you're going out, <clears throat> you're doing the swipe thing, whatever app. Okay. Have you ever swiped on the fat chicks or a fat? I'm trying to find out, have you had an instance and John, maybe this has happened to you too, but I think you're more like a hermit like me. Have you ever had the instance where, there's a gal talking to you or hitting on you, either in the real world or online, who actually thinks she stands a, ch a chance with you. Has that ever happened? You're like, what the fuck? So this is years ago before I met Cuddly Wookums. It's probably even worse now, but it actually can harm your self-esteem being on these. That's, when you Chad, that's exactly what I was thinking of. A time yeah. at a party. I was at a party and there was this cow who was thinking that like she was coming on to me as, and I was like, my God, have I deteriorated like that? This girl <laughs> thinks that I'm in. I, no, I'm it, when you No, said, you're right. It, 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 it was a, seriously, it was a blow to my self esteem. I mean, I was like, wow, oh my God, you know. 
when you're only getting interest from the just the fattest, ugliest women, you know, sometimes they have kids because they say, oh, you know, single mom of two. That and don't really... talk me if you don't appreciate. Yeah, I've, I've seen those. Yeah. But that can be a mind fuck. So that's why that's it's so skewed there and it's not a good place. But to, see, uh... do you guys take that personally then? Or do you realize it's because society has changed? I mean, this gets back to the. Uh, well, I mean, it happened to me uh, years. The the one incidents that that this did happen to me, and I still remember it now. So I I don't know if personal is the right answer, but I remember it affecting me. Like I I was actually my self image, at least temporarily, like went way down in my head because I was like, this chick thinks that we're in the same league. Like you know. Um, you know, I was because I don't do ugly, so I, I you know, uh, that that just really blew me away. And Chad, I'm guessing that you've same experience. Well, yeah, you start to really wonder, like you feel like you're trapped, and you know, this is all you're going to get. But the thing is, it's just because of the ratios on those swiping apps. That's what I think, but it still does not make you feel good. It makes you cynical about <laughs> who you are on the dating market. Well, and uh, this is why I bring up what are women taught in school and they're taught that you can have everything you can, you can get everything, blah, blah, blah. You're entitled. Uh, also the nature of that. They get their attention fixed through social media now on the internet uh, and stuff like that. I'm, I, I'm just wondering if you guys know that and anybody else listening knows that, that that's, that's not your fault. That's not you. Uh, and then also I don't, the number of, eights, nines, and tens for guys, you know, the really good looking, the true alpha guys, those guys can sop up a ton of the supply of at least, you know, five and up women. Cause let's say you're an eight, nine or 10 guy and you're willing to bang six and up. You're now keeping effectively a disproportionate, you know, how many guys can, I'm sorry, how many girls could you guys have sex with in a week? Like how many could you have sex with once a week? How many girls could be in your portfolio? Are you talking about the eights, nines, and tens, or like? No, us no, I'm just personally? saying, you as an individual, how many girls like could you handle to to have sex with in a week? Uh, man, that's a hard question to answer. Yeah, to be honest, I don't like to have a lot of women in like different women in my life. I, I they, they, you know, the idea of spinning plates. I, I have no interest in that. It's time consuming. It's a yeah. headache. It's a headache. I, yeah, I, I know, I know, I know. I'll I'm never not asking. I'm not asking if you like it. How many women could you handle in a week? As as, much, as many as my refractory period would allow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so John's in the double digits, Chad. I mean, as long as it's not tax season, I'm sure I could handle a handful. You know, you do your four or five for the for the good cause. I mean, I'm here to help. Yeah, you're very <laughs> selfless of you. You're a good man. You're you're a very good Christian. I I'd, I'd say maybe four. I'd I'd like to have a three day Sabbath. Maybe five if the girl's hot enough. But my point is, uh, that's the average guy. I think an average guy, especially if you're younger, you could take five up to 10. You know, some guys, are, let's just call it seven. Okay, one a day. You're taking your pills, one a day. If these guys can keep seven women off the market, you basically eliminate all the good looking girls because these girls have it in their mind that they can get this eight or this nine that they're sleeping with when this eight or nine guy has no interest in the in the six that he's banging, which would, yeah. I have to jump in. This causes one of the worst unintended consequences around. So if that girl, you know, gets used as a fuck buddy by that seven or eight or nine or 10 guy, 
when he ultimately dumps her and she thinks that she's in that league, what do you think is going to happen to her as time goes on? She's going to keep going for the eights and nines. And when she ultimately fails and gets to her like it's gets her late thirties or even forties, there's no like going back because even if she lowers her standards, she's going to be unhappy because she always feels like she's in that league. It's right. the term alpha widow. Have you heard That's that? Right. Alpha widow. Right? Yeah, I have heard that. I have heard that. Uh, my my point that I'm trying to get to you guys, especially with the dating and all that, is and anyone listening, this ain't your fault. This is not your fault that if you know you go on Tinder and all you get are are threes and fours, because I think that these guys can satisfy these women, quote unquote, for quite some time. And if one guy trades out, she'll go and get another guy until she's 32, 33, and then she'll trade out. It will never dawn on them to go down. And so I guess it is maybe that bad. Maybe the dating is that bad. You guys are saying it's that bad, but I, uh, I think it is. I just, yeah, I want, I well, I mean, I would just give advice. Like I don't mind banging uh, single moms. If I mean, so they gotta be good looking. I mean, I, I have no interest in, in having uh, any sort of serious relationship with them, but there's good looking women that are single mothers. You know, you just, bang them and you take precautions you know you don't use your real name you don't let them know what you, <laughs> you know I mean, things like that but i mean uh you know you don't drive there you take an uber i mean very my name's chad way. elkins i'm from chicago yeah. uh, <laughs> i have an yeah, alias your business cards chad so you might get some calls um but uh no the, 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 i mean I'm, I'm serious though about the sink there's nothing wrong with uh you know tapping that market if they're good looking now uh, just, you know, make sure you don't don't ever have a relationship with them. But as far as, uh, you know, you got to you got to get the poison out, you know, and uh... well, I'm not I'm not telling guys not to. Have, I, my concern is more psychological because when you know think about the millennials and what they're going through now, they did everything right. They're supposed to have a job. I remember graduating damn well near the top of my class. What the fuck happened? It what there are instances in life where society is wrong and you're not the one at fault. So, John, when you saw that fat sow come up to you and think she actually stood a shot with you, uh, you should be like, oh, no, that's not. That's society's reflection. Guys, you go out there, you work out, you ask this girl out, and, you know, she's like a six and a half, and you're a seven, like, I should have. And then she, like, snubs you. You know, don't take it personally. Um, it, and, well, you see, know, I, don't, I, don't I, let I, it get you down very, either. I've had a very interesting experience in life because my, my weight and throughout my life has fluctuated wildly. I'm talking 100 pounds, gains, really? and losses. Yes. So I've been like, there was a period in my time in my, my rock star twenties, I call it as a joke, um, where I was in incredibly good shape. I worked out, you know, all the time I was doing martial arts. I was, and I was, um, every, every weekend I went out, I hooked up. I mean, literally I was just every weekend I could, I could pull, a, you know, a good looking girl, seven or better. Um, so I know what that's like. And then when you fall out of that, that, you know, I've had many injuries as I think I've discussed some of that with you and, you know, been out of shape and things like that. Things have happened to me. And then, you know, so your, your view of yourself, you don't know where you are on that spectrum because it's, it's fluid. It's not fixed. Like if you're a guy and you're an eight, that doesn't mean you're always an eight, you know, you can go down from that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. What, uh, Chad, what What was your story? You said you were, you were going to tell us about, like, you were online and there was some gal or what happened? Oh, well, I was just saying, like, um, first a quick one. One time I was at a bar hanging out with one of my friends. I made the mistake. I went to the bathroom and I left my phone unlocked. 
So he thought it would be hilarious to go on Tinder and like swipe white, right, 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 like all the cows, like everyone. So I didn't even I didn't even check it until the next day, and it's like all kinds of matches with these the fattest, ugliest. Just I, I can't even tell you. I can't even tell you. And uh, so that's and this was a few years ago. So is this, how ba- is this a friend of yours? I know. No, it's not anyone you met. Oh but you, God, you, I gotta you'd meet like this him. guy. Yeah. You'd like him, yeah. Um, so. If that was like four years ago, right? How much worse is it now when it's become even more skewed? I Somebody paid me to go and do uh, Tinder for asshole consulting, give my opinion of it. And uh, it was just over the course of the weekend. And, you know, you have to do it in, uh, you got to have a range because the same people will show up again. So you got to kind of, and it was just kind of this pain in the ass where I had to go through it. I didn't get one match. Not one. And I was pretty fair and, you know, libertine and like, eh, you know, I want to be scientific. Uh, but I was just appalled at the number of ugly chicks. And I thought ah, maybe it's Minnesota, but I'm like, no, it's just all it's this here just too. tender. Yeah. No, it's, uh... Okay. What else we got for Super Chats? All righty. Let me scroll back up. Um, okay. We did that one. Wizardly Wizard for $5 says, I'm not in between jobs. I'm talking as a substitute for an Affordable Care Act plan over long term. Short term plans can now be indefinitely renewed thanks to Trump. Yeah, it's like we were saying, this. there's no more penalty for not having health insurance. So you can get whatever one works for you. You don't have to worry about that anymore. Though, if you are a business owner, you get to write off 100% of the premiums that you do pay. So just keep that in mind. Yeah, I, I I can't imagine him getting a better deal than catastrophic health insurance. I mean, if he could, if it's cheaper to go with the you know the short term and renew it all the time, yeah, go ahead. But um, look into catastrophic health insurance. That's that's what I have. Yeah, but I think uh, Chad would know that might know this better. Um, I don't know if they still allow the. Uh, I used to because I had the catastrophic thing uh, when I was younger, and I think they kind of forced insurance companies to cover all these extra things now. So I don't know if you can get the truly catastrophic. Insurance well, I'm covered. Technically I I'm covered for birth control pills too. I mean, there's all this <laughs> shit on my catastrophic health insurance plan that I'm never going to use. You know, my mammograms, I haven't used that yet. They, they, they See the OBGYN like, yet? <laughs> God almighty, just fuck. You know, well, no, like, that's what I'm saying is I don't think, because it used to be very cheap. I, I remember you know, I was a you know a business owner and uh, self-employed, and I had catastrophic insurance. It was really cheap, but they didn't have. I didn't have to back then. There was no government requirement that I had to be covered for all this other nonsense. And I, I don't know. Chad might know this better. Though, that I think they, it's a lot more expensive now because they forced the insurance yes. companies to cover these things. So mm-hmm. it's not the great deal that it once was. You know, like if you're right. a guy. Well, also keep in mind they're they're amortizing their expenses to younger people too i mean my 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 uh catastrophic health plan went from 90 dollars a month to 279 and uh, some added things were added there but let's be very clear the insurance company's got to make their money to cover tilly who's been smoking the virginia slims because she saw it on on a television show uh one time so there's there's that uh, that happening too but it's still the insurance companies are going to get their money, either short-term renewable, catastrophic, or ACA. Go wherever it's cheapest, you know, and make sure you have catastrophic. You know, make sure that if you get hit by a truck, you're taken care of. The rest of the stuff, just pay cash. I, I don't want to be like, I, 
honestly, I will say this. The absolute worst thing about self-employment is the health insurance costs and like dealing with the difficulty of it, in my opinion. Really? Yeah, it's not. Well, I use I use the marketplace, you know, healthcare.gov. Mm-hmm. And that is just one big shit show. And, and it's, they don't have their act together. We've had it for, what, six or seven years now, and it's still just not – it's it's a terrible thing. So I would even say stick to the short-term stuff as long as you're not having to go to that website. Yeah, I just – I go privately. I uh, I guess I could look at uh, Minnesota's health care, you know, make the taxpayers well, pay. I think it's, but at least in Washington State, they have the private one. I mean, I, this was years ago when I did it. Uh, I signed up online like they had all the different insurance uh, things on the website, the Washington state, I forget the Earl, whatever it was, but uh, you know, I just checked the boxes and they said, these are your choices. And yeah, that's how I did it. Yeah. Um, All right. So the next uh, super chat is for $5 Canadian from Confidept. Some fake dollars earned working security. Thanks, Cappy, for the recommendation years back. Easiest job to clock huge overtime and get crazy stories from. That's a good There good you one. go. There you go. And we'll take those uh, crazy Canadian. We got a lot of Canadians tuning in. We got a lot of Canadians. Yeah, we do. That's nice. And they're, they're donating a lot because they got that 30%. They got to pay 30% more to make that hurdle. <laughs> um. Alrighty, so nonstop Dre 360 for four dollars and ninety nine cents American says, would you recommend becoming a peace officer to make eighty k or staying in college for computer science, getting paid by the GI Bill to get my degree? I'm twenty two. He had a similar question a couple days ago when we were doing this. Oh, a cop for eighty grand, uh, Canadian, which is like sixty grand U.S. or computer science. He's 22, and he has the GI Bill, so he might be. Oh, he's not Canadian, by the way. Oh, he's, no, he's not Canadian. Canadian. No, look, can, yeah. I, can I take this one, Aaron? At least. Yeah, please my... do. Yeah, go ahead. All right, look, um, well, you guys know I'm as old. You know, I remember dinosaurs. All right, when I I grew up in an Irish Catholic neighborhood, so everybody I knew uh, growing up, they all became a cop or a fireman or you know uh, an iron worker or carpenter. That was just the the way it was. All the guys that became cops back in my day. They're, they all got to retire after 20 years. So they all retired at uh, they are retired at 40 to 42, depending on when they you know went in the academy. And they got a pension so that they get uh, you know now now they changed the pension where I think it's yet to be 25 years. So if you're in the United States and you could be a peace officer if it's at a large city or if it's a state, I'd go that route. Um, and also, they also have lots of incentives if you become a cop that they, they want you to get educated so you can get a degree and usually they'll subsidize it to some extent. Like I know New York City, for example, does that. Um, so I would I would go the peace officer route. It's a government job. You can't get fired. Um, you're going to have a, a pension that's literally it's written into many state constitutions that they actually have to pay the pension. They can't pull the bankruptcy shit on you. Um I, I would go go for that unless you have some aversion to that type of work. I was going to probably echo his sentiments like while you're young and you can do it, do that now uh, because computer science will always be there. And that could be like your, your white collar job when you're done and you're retired and you can't run, you know, 10 miles, you know, chase San Francisco. And also if you're a peace officer, like here in Seattle, like you can work uh, privately as well if you want to earn extra money. 
Um, so, you know, like a lot of the stores uh, in Seattle, they have cops there that are, uh, you know, they're in uniform and everything, but they're working privately, you know, earning extra money. Um, the same at construction sites and things like that. So uh, that might just be your base salary. But there's lots of other ways you can make money. And there's always going to be OT at a at a job like that, you know, when the president comes to town or there's some event or a riot or something like that. So I highly would, you know, the peace officer type of thing and that kind of job, I would say, yeah. I'd just stay out of cities. I, I, the only thing I'd add to it is if I, I, John says to work in a major metro, I would advise against it. Um, well, I wanted to add something quick about that. That yeah. is the single reason why Chicago is becoming the next Detroit in terms of like, they're, they're bankrupt in this city. They have all these liabilities to fund the pensions for all the cops and everything. And they just don't have the money. <laughs> yeah, but they're duty bound to pay it. Right, so exactly. They have to pay. Like I know like in the state of California, for example, it's actually in the state constitution that they have to pay the pensions before they even pay for uh, illegal aliens. And yeah, before like, pretty much anything. It's well, that's it's, not nice. No, it's not. But well, I mean, <laughs> uh, you know, my thoughts about illegals. But uh, anyway, uh, so I'm just saying that is a good route to go if you're looking for, you know, a constant check coming in. Also, there's a lots of like this is the way like my friends that I grew up did it is that your pension in like for the NYPD, it used to be it's 80 percent of your last year's salary. Now they usually do it as like and now they do it. I think it's 80 percent of your last three years. But the way they used to game the system is that if people know you're putting in your papers that year, that's that was the expression they used. Is like okay, well, Jimmy's putting in his papers this year, so if he needs overtime, let him take it. You know, exactly right. a certain amount of. So you would jack up your your last year's salary to be like you know twice what you know you normally make. So your pension, and in, in many times, is actually higher <laughs> than what your uh, salary uh, was because you you rigged it. So there's all sorts of things like that too, and they also there was things in their contracts where they let them quote unquote cash in their sick days and things like that. So um yeah, I, I would recommend the the piece if you just just purely the economic point of it. I don't I can't I don't know the other things about your life and you know there's some people just don't like that kind of work. So sweet. Next one. All righty. The one after that is from Jake Remington for two dollars. I'll field this one. He says what part time CPA jobs are there for minimalists? Um so what do you think happens between about early January to, say, mid-April? Can you think of anything that is slightly more on the part-time uh, I don't know. Uh, you go strip club down in Boys Town, Chad? Is that what you do? I... You know, that was where I was going. Um, <laughs> but now I've lost my, my segue. No. Be a ta- either assist taxpayers, you know, go work at H&R Block, or just have your own firm. You can, if you're a true minimalist, you could what? Just work those three months and be done, right? You get right. Yeah. 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 But they're eighty. But Chad, you work like eighty-hour weeks during tax season, don't you? I mean, oh, it's absolute. It's horrible. It's a nightmare. But um, you know, I make, I'd say, seventy-five percent of my money for the year during those months. So it's not really that bad the rest of the year. And if you want to be a minimalist, you, you don't even really have to work that hard. Just go to H and R Block and say, hey, I can work these hours and this hours, and you're good to go. There you go. Uh, and also, you can take summer jobs because a lot of times you get maternity leave and everything. So there's a lot of part-time uh, jobs available. I used to take them, but not anymore. You used to take maternity leave? What? 
No, I used to take I used to take those. Remember, I told you this. I used to take those part time jobs. Yeah, yeah. So that you remember what corporate and office life was like. So you go screaming back to work in it. Yeah, yeah. No, I thought it's a good best perspective ever. Yeah, I haven't done it since 2016, but yeah. Yeah, I keep keep thinking. Oh, I'll go back and like, no, I don't wanna. Uh, for two. Wow. What currency is UGX? Two thousand UGX. No, it's not. Ugandan? Well, let's yeah. Take your bets. Ugandan, UGX. Before I type it in, I'm gonna say Ugandan. Does Ukraine have its own currency? Uh, Yes, Ukraine is its own country. UGX to U.S. dollar. What is UGX? Uganda. Damn, I'm good. Oh, Uganda. I am the world's great. Oh wait, that's U.S.H. UGX. Hang on, currency. Uruguay. I'm gonna guess Ukraine. I'm still going to guess uh, 2000 Ugandan shillings. Ah, I yep, should have known that. Shillings. There what, we is, go. what is what is the conversion? Uh, 2000 to one. Oh, the conversion is uh, multiply it. Hang on. Uh, multiply it times 0.00027. Oh, so this is less than a dollar. Probably move, move the decimal over uh, five spots. <laughs> And wow. then div- I think you owe him money. <laughs> and then divide by four. Oh my what, god! What are that we is... like? Thirty cents. <laughs> um, well, at least he doesn't have a question. He's just saying true inflation when compare arts to everyday prices. Bit of a random comment, but hey, we learned we learned a new currency today. Like a new currency. We got we got a listener in Uganda. All right, cool. Maybe maybe knows O'Shea Jackson. Maybe O'Shea goes down there occasionally. Well, I've been there, but I wouldn't go again. No. I'm- not going um, to Africa. All righty. So for $2, Jonathan Flores says, here, have some lunch money. How much? $2. All right, good. I'll take that. American. What kind of lunch can you get with two bucks? I want to know. Well, it's kind <laughs> of funny Bell. How, how, how I'm measuring like these donations is like uh, you get the little twofers and all that. I'm like, that's a fifth of a cigar. And then I kind of keep a tally in the back of my head like, we're at a cigar and a half now. We're at a cigar and, and three quarters. And so <laughs> that's like uh, on a Cuban. That's like what one puff. But anyway. Go oh God, yeah. Depends on the Cuban you want to get. Um. Okay. So for five dollars, James Rankin asks, "What's the best route to take switching from working as a butcher seventy hours a week to working as a programmer from home? What's the best route?" Um, Boot camp, I'd say. Yeah, learn to code, not yeah. in the facetious way. Yeah, um, I mean, you, you can go to school, but that's the thing with coding is to learn such a, a specific skill and a set specific group of languages that are out of date two years in because you got to stay on top of it. It really negates the point of having a college degree where you got to go take take buttfuck studies or whatever the hell the liberal arts college one, you know, and, and diversity studies and, and Lord knows what else. Uh, yeah. I just go to boot camp and, uh, and I prepare to hunker down. That's what I would be doing. And then you can mm. work from home. That, that's yeah, it. And, and, and I would rec- I would also just with the caveat that unless you have like an aptitude for that kind of work, uh, you know, I mean, a butcher to, comp- uh, you know, uh, I'm not, you know, why are you saying he might butcher the language there, John? Is that uh, uh, huh? yeah. okay? Um, and have any of you guys heard of somebody named Jada Stevens? 
No. Oh, yeah. I think that's a porn star. Is it? Huh. <laughs> well, anyway, Murray Salcedo for $1.99 says, on a scale from 1 to 10, Jada Stevens. Jada who want, Stevens. Who wants to Google image it? I don't know. Like oh, she. Yeah. Well, hang on. Let's get more pictures for too. research. Whoa, big ass. Okay, hang on. Whoa. Jada, Whoa. First thing that came up was Jada Stevens' porn video. Whoa. Pornhub was the first link. Um. Whoa, that is a big ass. Yeah. You good looking? Uh, I haven't seen her face yet. We can only see that. <laughs> okay, here's a picture. Um, who does she look like? Uh, she's not ugly. I, who does she look like? I I don't even know. Like she, uh, she got a. The brothers like her. Let's put it that way. The brothers obviously like her. If you're an ass man, you're gonna definitely like this girl. I'm not an ass man. Uh, I might I might be dating myself a little, but she does have a little Jennifer Love Hewitt. Before she hit the wall in that in a few of these pictures, Jennifer Love Hewitt used to be cute in the day. Yeah, she's not anymore, unfortunately. No, I haven't <laughs> seen her in ages, man. I'm I'm trying to figure out who this gal reminds me of, and it's either an actress or some friend of mine. Who the fuck? Yeah, she she's she's. I'm not an ass. Man. Um, honestly, for me, this is a six and a half. Yeah, well, most porn stars are like in the seven range, though, aren't they? Because, I mean, super beautiful women don't need to go into that. So they tend to be uh, girls who are like sevens and they get a lot of plastic surgery. You know? Right, right. If you're if you're an ass man, this gal is your cup of tea. She's probably a 10, but, um, you know, doable, but not going to. I mean, she better be really good at the home duties and other. It, it, yeah, God, that ass is just throwing me off. Um, Here, I'll be right back. My, I got to take this call. It's my sister. You guys oh, okay. go ahead. Um <laughs> hey John, do you need to take a break? Uh yeah. It's yeah, a, let's say let's all take a break. I'm gonna I'll go some out. We'll be back in a second.
You there, John? Yeah, yeah, I'm back. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, no. I had to kind of switch out. I got a, I don't have to. I got this uh, meetup group, um, writer's meetup group over in downtown Minneapolis. And there's like different ways you can take to use the, you know, you can avoid the highways and all that. But all these meetup groups that I've been going to are just kind of really lame. And I'm wondering like, eh, maybe I just want to head off into Wisconsin and, and ride around and do the St. Croix, Mississippi, but. Well, but did you, uh, I'll ask you this question though. Did you promise a specific person that you'd be there? No, no, this is a matter of fact, I'm going to crash it because you're supposed to notify meetup groups when you're showing up. And most people don't, you know, it's just like, eh, you, you, you show up and, but looking at them, cause it's in Minneapolis and you look at the writers and it kind of adds up to what you think would be like, yeah, none of you are making a living at this. Are you? You're uh cause they'll say, Oh, come on in. We'll, we'll write for an hour. I'm like, Real writers don't just write for an hour. You bang out, like, you might take a 10-minute break to go eat, but if you're in the zone, you keep banging it out. You don't write anything in an hour. I mean, you can just get your bearings in an hour. And so uh, I'm, what? Oh, no, I was saying, I'm sorry about that. I'm actually, my dad and I are doing my sister's very complicated tax returns, so I had to take that call. Oh, okay. Doesn't yeah. your dad know how to do it? Did he consult you for advice? Well, my name is on all the returns, uh-huh. so that even if he prepares them, it's uh, my name is on oh, it. So I want to review it too. Right, you know? right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, so the uh, I have a feeling when I go there, it's going to be a bunch of hippy dippy leftists. And I'm actually surprised, Aaron. You'd even that doesn't seem like your speed. The idea of a meetup group. I'm kind of surprised I, that you, dude. It's it's because there's nothing else. Like when you're in your 20s and your teens, everybody is single, everybody is young, everybody has energy. Now there's no one. Especially now if I was if I was married and I had kids, well then I'd be driving kids around to pick up practice or hockey practice or flippy flip gym practice like my other friends do. Um, and then I'd be going to bed at 8:30 or 9 because I'm too damn tired. I would never be working out and the sure as fuck would not be driving across the country on a motorcycle or flying here or flying there. I mean, it is a desert. There are very few people uh, left. If you stay in shape, you're a minimalist. You've done your budgeting and your finances, right? And you have a budget to go out and play. Um, Cause it, I've always, I'll say it again. It's the, th- it's the three things. Nobody really has time, money, and uh, stamina. Uh, because you might get somebody who has time, but they don't have money. Or you might get somebody you know who's retired. They got the money, they got the time, but they don't have stamina. Um, you got a young person, but they don't have the money. So, well, no, uh, I, you know that's interesting because remember we were talking about you know time before. Like, mm-hmm. I'm thinking about you know you said and relationships are the most important things in life. I agree with that. Um, the quality people I have in my life, all of them are married. That uh, that at least the ones that are live in uh, you know close proximity to me, right? And they just don't have any time because they're married and they have kids. Like I have one buddy of mine that he is always <laughs> exhausted because he's got three kids and he's always driving. The one kid is, I think they're winning. They won the state. They, I think they won the state championship here in uh, for soccer. Um, but the, uh, he he's got no fucking time. Right. It's just, well, have, do you have wait t- wait till the kids are out of the house, and then guess what? What? They're tired. I, are you, you're, you're older than me. Don't you have the couples that are tired? They just, or your buddy who's tired. Oh, I can't go. I'm tired. You're not running into tired. I, I guess I get people just don't say that. They probably come up with some excuse. They oh, say something right. else. Yeah. Wait, wait till you run into tired. Wait till you, I mean, cause it, 
when you're getting back to what we're talking about, younger, you know, <clears throat> I want to go to Disneyland. Oh, I want to hike mountains. And everybody wants to be free. They want to ride their motorcycles. They want to hike. And they all want, they all say they want your life. And then we're like, hey, I got a weekend. You want, you want to head out to the Black Hill? Oh, no, man. I'm kind of tired. I haven't fired up the bike in a while. Oh, let me ask the why. Oh, no, no. She probably won't let me go. And then just like, you know, that's why I go to meetup groups. Because there's like the GF, there's you guys that I meet, you know, occasionally, but we're all very far apart. So it takes some investing to go and see. But you think about, you know, take take the top elite group of people within this community that we all hang out with. There's what, 15, 20? You throw Beckloff in there, Cooper, Terrence Pop. Um, only, not everyone I visited either. You know, Matt Baldoni I visited, Chad and I have met, uh, TJ Martinell, those guys. Uh, that's what one person per how many million square miles? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and even then, these guys, you know, Martinell's got a real job, sort of. Um, uh, Pop's got a real job. Uh, Chad is is gone four months out of the year, and um, yeah. To so so if I want to go and keep this thing stimulated at all, love the girlfriend to death, she'll drive me fucking nuts if I don't you know get away after a while. And so you go to meetup groups and then, and they're so far, the success rate is like one in 12 because you're running into normies, conformies. And it feel like, uh, you guys ever hear about the horrible time I'm having just trying to find a Dungeons and Dragons group that isn't full of Spurgs and Tards and autistics. Is that even possible? Yeah. I was going to say that's a contradiction. It, yeah. It's, it's. It was already already with Dungeons and Dragons or RPGs in general. Admittedly, the social graces of these people was a little difficult. Um, it's not the best pool to choose from. But I remember back in the eighth grade and high school and college, you could throw a team together and everyone would have, oh, there's maybe the weird kid or whatever. But weird is what brought you together. But there was a, you still knew how to play by rules. You could still form a group of people together and play by rules according to this game. Not joking, guys. The last... Dungeons and Dragons meetup I went to. This full-grown man, he I'm not talking kid, we're talking like 27. He was almost on the verge of tears because we wouldn't let him cast his reading spell or whatever before the other guy, even though as a group we kind of decided this would be the most logical route to go. Um and, and other things like hygiene, I'm not joking, hygiene. Uh another time I was at this uh the D&D group and this gal, 24, 25, had a thing on her heart huh yeah well there's always the token girl and and of course she was morbidly obese but she had a thing on her heart because (laughs) it was gonna go at any moment and that was her husband and they'd all play the funny and um it is really hard whether even if you choose nerdy stuff to find people that are cerebral or or just to get to know and hang out with people so you know you can't and the real reason 80 percent the reason i'm going is because it's a nice day i'm gonna ride the bike that's what i'm really gonna do and then i'll drop in say hi get a coffee see what people are up to yeah um, you know, look if it sucks you know just check out you know maybe yeah. but it could be good you know so i, I recommend going but anyway. yeah, i'm gonna go but trust me it's probably not gonna be good. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's just not it's gonna be i'm writing these feminist hero thing and it's a crossover from star wars to captain america i was like fuck not worth red pilling those guys <laughs> no no i'm i kind of it depends on which ones i've gone to some um like uh, seminars before and you just know to shut up like there's one uh tomorrow unfortunately i can't make it it's on capitalism 
And I'm like, oh, I'd love to just sit and watch this and like see everybody complain and just realize how bad the situation is, like how bad Minneapolitans think capitalism is. And then just kind of like, yep, got to get out of this state now. <laughs> but no, it, that's what you do. That you go, you go to, I mean, think about it. If it was 20, 30 years ago, let's say you're a very eccentric and eclectic individual. Where would you go? There was no meetup groups. There was no, I mean, what, you go to the bar? You go to the sports bar? You hit, I, I must have been incredibly painful. Bathhouses? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Boys Town. Inevitably, that's, that's inevitably where everyone goes. They go to the Boys Town. Boys Town. <laughs> well, what else we got for Super Chats? All right. I got to see where we left off there. Um, man, we have so many more of these. That's fine. I'll go get a cigar. That's actually truly one of the last bastions of independent, like, guy thought, that cigar lounge. Unfortunately, the cigar lounge um, that's closer to me now closes really early. So, Jim Smith for four ninety nine. Everybody's into this topic. What do you guys use for your health insurance? Do you use the Affordable Care Act or Health Share? What has your experience been like with it? Uh, we kind of went over that, but what, what do you guys use for health? John? Um, whatever it's, uh, whatever the one I got off the, I can't remember the name of the, the company, but it's just the one I got off the state website. And, uh, the way it worked was you would ask, they would ask you all these questions. And then at the end you would get like so many choices based on your answer, you know, how you answer the questions. Yeah. I, I just go through, uh, I forget which health. There's like three main health insurance companies out here in Minnesota, and I could go through the state, um, but you got to be poor or not white, and you must not have a penis, otherwise you really don't <laughs> qualify for anything. And so, and I actually got a pretty good deal. <clears throat> it wasn't the greatest, um, and then I did do the old. Well, I got a better offer over here, and they said, "Oh, well, okay, we can, we can, we can work with it." Well, hang on, here, here's our new price quote. I'm like, that's better. So it maybe pays to shop, but yeah, I, I don't go through the exchange. Uh, I think for a while the Minnesota exchange wasn't even up. So yeah, like Chad's Illinois deal. So I do use the exchange. Um, I do it for a few reasons that you have the option of getting a subsidy from the government. uh, If your income is below a certain level and I don't really qualify for that, but I can still get the subsidy and pay it, pay it back on my tax return. So it's like an interest free loan. So that's one reason I do the exchange. And the you, other reason... You whittle an extra 30 cents out of the man on that one there, Chad. <laughs> hey, man. If there's a game, if there's a little loophole, I'm I'm playing it when it comes to the who, government. Who pays his estimated quarterlies early as possible, Chad? Who's your earliest quarterly taxpayer? Did you already tell him that story on here? But I, <laughs> it's no, you. I, it I, is I, you. Yeah, because I don't want to worry about it. Like, here's your money. Get the Because, I look, you got to pay the IRS in the state. That's so the, who eight, you got to pay first. So then you know what your budget really is. On April 16th, Clary sends me a text. And it's like, hey, I paid my quarterly taxes. And I, I was like, shit, he's a day late. Those are due April 15th. And then he goes, oh, no, no. These are my second quarter taxes, which are due June 15th. So nice job. <laughs> and he was so proud of it, too. <laughs> Got you on the spot, man. Had my coffee, woke up, said, pay those fucking taxes. Mm. No, that's, I never heard anyone being that early. But I'm not yeah. – I like it. My brain – is tortured because I don't have a schedule. My brain is tortured by all the to-do list items. And the more I get off the to-do list, the big ones, especially the less encumbered 
and heavy the load my brain has to worry about. So when I know I got all the big stuff taken care of, I can relax. It's like that big test. You got to study for it. And then you guys probably wait in until you're on the bus on the way to school to study. I, I like, I'm getting that fucker done Friday afternoon when I come home. All righty. Well, so you are number one in that respect. I've never had a client pay them as early as you. So there, there we go. I'm good for something. <laughs> okay. The next one. So many of these. It's horrible. Just horrible. I know. Uh, for $2, Josh H asks, is personal slash athletic training a good career? So like being a personal trainer. No, no. Fucking don't even. No. Stop being a lazy fuck and go be a real. Why don't you ask if you could become an EMT next time? I, I say no, because I got a couple that are clients. They just don't make that much money. I mean, I don't know what kind of hours they're working, but they're not making anything. It's a great part-time job, you know, because everyone's got to come in after. I'm not saying don't do it for a little bit of scratch on the side, but that is not a fucking thing. Neither is being an EMT. Knock it off and either pick either pick a real job or go into the military. There we go. The personal trainers I know all have basically full-time jobs. They just do some training or teach some uh, exercise classes on the side. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if you're yeah. like a, one of those gym rats um type of guys and you know you're young uh you know you could do that because you could work out for free usually there's some you, you know the deal you work out with the uh uh the, the owner yeah the club that you uh you, where you train uh but yeah you have to have a real job because from what i understand there's that's not uh, that's not a job where you're going to make any real money i don't i'll tell you this here's the real reason dude no better way than to pick up chicks when I taught dance, there's no better way. And, and you're in How a do physical I get the activity. girls? Dude, I'm, I'm, I'm not joking. It, ballroom dance classes was great, but being a, uh, a fitness uh, trainer, uh, now you got to make sure the rules and da-da-da-da-da, but I don't know a hot, milky cougar, freshly divorced that wasn't banging her personal trainer. I Just just go go bang some MILFs. No, even like there was a. I remember the trainer I had. Uh, this is this is years. This is years back. This Everything is, in your life was years ago, John. You're old yeah, as fuck. That's, that's right. Yeah. No, but he he was um he was uh I guess he was about your age now. I he was forty. He was a South African guy, um and uh, he was uh you know he was he was ripped as shit. But I mean he was he used to bang all the chicks from the U Dub, mm. and um he was you know he was in his forties. There you go, Chad. There's still hope for us. We could <laughs> go get some of that young Gen X tail. Well, he was jacked, and he had yeah. that Af Africana, uh, Africana accent. I can't do it, you know. South Africa. Yeah, like uh, that. Yeah, can't do that. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, <clears throat> do it to get laid. Do it to stay in shape. Free things. That is not your career. <laughs> okay. What's next? Oh, so. Um, Fernando Covet for four ninety nine says, "My in law has been a cop for over a decade and an army reserve officer. He works twelve hour shifts, very boring work. He says he wouldn't do it again." That's cop work. Um, I mean, it's, it's, if you're a cop, isn't it better that it's boring instead of getting your ass shot? Yeah, at? but that's <laughs> that's true. But that's your your daytime. I mean, it's. I, we worked with the police department. We we're part of it. And, and that security, you just patrol. And, and it's it, not that it's like war, but yeah, that's saying it's hundreds of minutes of sheer boredom with two minutes of terror. That's kind of what it is. Except it's not really terror. It's like you're chasing after a bad guy or there's a naked guy who's drunk or, you know, maybe there's a fight at the bar. Um, yeah. And it was horrifically boring. I mean, we, we used to, what you didn't want was St. Paul. 
because they had different zones. And there's the Minneapolis campus. There's also the St. Paul campus. So don't worry. The Carlson School of Management is located on the Minneapolis campus, as it should be. Well, uh, I but- just want to say, uh, say on this topic, this, when, it, when it comes to these type of jobs, you really have to take into consideration your, your personal temperament, your personality style. Um, for example, I, know, I have a friend of mine that's a uh, King County uh, uh, deputy sheriff, and he actually gave up a job, very bright guy, gave up a job as a criminal defense attorney, owned his own firm, had three other attorneys working for him to be a cop. Wow. Yeah, but if he's looking for an exciting job, he's going to have to go like SWAT or some kind of special ops or just going to have to work uh, a beat that has like a, a party scene, you know, like a, a bar bar crawl area. But like I was saying before, you didn't want to get sent to St. Paul because that's where the agricultural students were. And uh, what else? Why would agricultural students be worse than? No, no, no. They're they're, they're well-behaved. They're boring as hell. They're a bunch of farm boys. Yeah, nothing happened in St. Paul. You get some, you get a, what's that? His motivation was, because I was curious about this, because I remember when he was in the process of making the shift, Mm -hmm. um, uh, he said it wasn't for him. It wasn't about the excitement. It was the, the, what he called the sense of brotherhood. Yeah. That's a huge part. That's awesome too. And, and for him, that was, that meant some, he not, he not married, no kids. And that, that, that was just, you know, that was yeah. his, thing. you belong to a team. You show yeah. up for roll call. But some guys it. don't give a shit about that. It, like right. I said, it's your temperament. But the guy, the guy who sent us the money, our client, the ones we give a shit about. Uh, yeah, dude, if you don't like boredom, uh, it don't, don't do it because it's, it's really is unless you're in a, a hot area, but my God, I mean, the one, I'm not joking. You know what? One of the most exciting things that happened in St. Paul was in my entire three and a half years there. Uh, saints won a game. A I don't co- know. A, a co- <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. Uh, a cow got out of the barn. What that? Yeah. There's cause it's agriculture. They got bovine sciences. They actually have cows, you know, the milking and all a lot of science goes into that. Uh, and a cow got out of the barn. That was one of the most exciting things that ever happened on that campus. Um, but otherwise it's just dead. Yeah. And it, it was painful. You didn't want to go there. You want to be West bank or something like that, where there might be a little bit of action. The, mm-hmm. uh, the drunks and the potheads coming out of good times cafe. That would be maybe get some excitement there, but all right, what delightful. else? Okay. Uh, bacon for $5 and 56 cents. Oh my, he's now, not gonna have any money left. Now, this is a big sort of like block text, but you need to know it has three, you know, whatever you call them, sure. parentheses. Yeah. So this is meant to be in that tone. Uh, echo, echo, echo. So I'm a Seattle model with more curves than the former block text. If you don't think big is beautiful, you're sexist. And we still need the Pacific Northwest cast. Echo, echo, echo. I should do my Jewish accent. <laughs> Oy vey. Hey, it's the Clary podcast. How are you? <laughs> would you like a bagel all right dude have you guys ever been to phoenix yes have you guys uh yes i have have you guys ever ate at chompies no oh god the best jewish deli ever my god the best jewish deli is uh carnegie's deli in new york okay all right maybe 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 it might but okay if you're ever on the on the west side did you ever see the sandwiches of carnegie's deli it's impossible it, to eat for one person to eat that whole thing. It's so that, big, yeah. Is that the one that the Impractical Jokers occasionally film at? Uh, Do you guys know that show? I haven't seen it. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Yeah, it's not. It's not like possible for. Well, maybe if you're like a, I don't know, like a 
maybe if you're like the fat chick in that picture, you could do it. But <laughs> um, you can't eat this whole sandwich. I mean, it's like a joke. You can't eat it. it it's like your meal for two days. Yeah, that's chompies too. Good. Yeah. I yeah. mean, that's chompies. Yes, yes, it's very good. The food is very good there. Hey, why is a? How do you know that a bagel is a Jewish invention? No, hey, no, 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 no. Only I can pick on it. We're not. We're not oh, doing. Okay. We're not doing any of those jokes. That's only I get to do it. All right, what else we got there, Chad? Okay, so Wizardly Wizard, who's already he's uh, donated, yeah, quite him a few, and yeah. Uh, yeah, a lot of guys have been very kind. So for five dollars, I hadn't actually heard about this. What do you think of Buffett's ninety percent index equity and ten percent cash retirement plan? You withdraw or sell during upturns and live off the cash during downturns. I didn't, I hadn't heard of this. Did you? No, I haven't. I'm just I'm presuming Berkshire Hathaway. Um, yeah, that's Buffett's. Uh, yeah, that's the name of his thing. Yeah, but see, that sounds all well and good, but it, <laughs> it, it it's depending on what the market is, what the trend of the market is doing. Like, if you applied that strategy, let's say, like uh, in the early mid '70s, where there was that like super long nothing stagnation, like it wasn't the market was going down, it just wasn't doing anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so. <laughs> It it really depends. I mean, I think. I mean, my theory on the the market is, and we're not allowed to give specific financial advice. We can say what we would do, mm. um, but my theory is that the market is going to have to keep going up, or there's going to be like a, a Mad Max financial apocalypse because everybody is invested in the market now. Like, where do you th- like we were talking about pension funds? Where do you think that? Where do you think all that pension money goes? Goes in the market, mm. um, you know. Uh, so money has to just keep going in the market. They got to keep feeding this uh, thing. So the market is going to keep going up. So, I mean, I personally think that everybody, uh, well, depending on age, of course, but they should have the majority of their money in a uh, tracking stock that tracks the S and P and the Dow. And maybe, yeah. maybe well, the, and um, the, to, uh, to, address, to address this guy's specific question about that particular investment strategy. The, the problem I see with that is timing. I mean, how do you know when to sell and then live off? I mean, th- did they give parameters? Is there is can you program this into a uh, into a uh, a trading uh, <clears throat> platform? Uh, I mean, well, yeah, you, you, you could like you could like you could like uh, you can do that now. Like with online, I used to do a, a huge amount of trading. Um, you can do it where you could say when the, when the stock goes up at a at a like like say a five percent increment to sell and then and then you can have what they call tracking stop losses, right? Trailing uh, orders, yeah. Yeah, so you, you can uh, there. I mean, but I mean, how you know what kind of money are we talking about here? You know, I mean, and how and there's still risk. So yeah, I I uh I'd have to look at its past performance to see how it works. But that that's the real issue. It's like, well, you sell it when it's going up. Like, okay, when exactly when it's up do you sell it? Because it's very hard to time. Though it's not hard, it's impossible to time the market. You get lucky. Um, so I I'd be I have no opinion of it because I haven't seen it, its past performance. But if I mean historically, if if there's records of you know you know Warren Buffett has a great record, if you want, just invest in Berkshire Hathaway. I mean, maybe it yeah, takes some profits every once in a while. <laughs> you don't have to do any of the work if he's doing it. Yeah, just yeah. Buy, you know. As long as he stays alive, tickety talk, tickety talk. Oh yeah, what is he like ninety? He's pushing it. Yeah. Uh, just one quick thing. ANMS six eight nine one said that this is the plan that he set up for his wife. Oh. Yeah. Good. He's, yeah. she's got a great husband. I never had a wife set me up something. <laughs> you never I had just a see wife. All these strong, independent women 
always taking the control. Just once I'd like to like, today you're buying dinner, you're making all the decisions, and you're going to go and do the financial planning. I'm going to sit on my ass. (laughs) I always get a kick out of like those commercials for like uh, life insurance. And it's always like the guy saying like, oh, I have to make sure like I've, I've, I've taken care of the wife and the kid. You never see it the other way around where it's a woman, saying, you know, such bad acting in those commercials. <laughs> um, all right. You ready for the next one? Yep. Let's go. All right. For um, XZUGHHFGGJ for $2 Canadians. Said, asks, is a business tech degree useless? What's a business tech degree? That, is, that sounds like a two-year thing on your way to an MIS degree. Huh. <laughs> no, it does. It's, it, it I, I've never it. heard of it. Business tech. Well, what's well? Just go tech. What's business tech? Oh, you know, it sounds like, like people like, who, like study like people want to be like let's say project managers of it. It sounds like it's pretty useless. So you're not. Yeah, it's like a watered-down tech. Go, dude. Either go become a computer network engineer or not. You know, I would say go become a computer network engineer and then you will work for a business. You don't need the business. It's not like, wait, you're a computer network engineer. I'm sorry. We need a business computer network engineer. I'm sorry. You certainly are not qualified, sir. Yeah. It sounds like a watered down. Like they have, oh, Chad, you'll be excited. The Carlson School of Management has a master's degree in IT leadership. Yeah. You think they'd let me in? Uh, well, I, I don't know. You're not the qual- you're not really Carlson material. You see, you yeah. You need to be one a dupable East Indian to cash in your family's <laughs> entire farm in New Delhi, and or you need to come from Wyzetta, but not be smart enough to get into like Harvard or a real business school like Stout. Um, what kind of money are we talking about? I'm curious. Cause I'm unfamiliar with this. Uh, oh, we Carlson. talked about that. What to go to get the MBA? Yeah, what what kind of money we talking about? I think it's fifty six grand a year. Yeah, it was over fifty K a year. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And not only is it a shitty school with shitty teachers and shitty students, it's cold as fuck. There's just (laughs) I I feel bad for these these poor East Indian guys that come over because it's warm, you know, India, unless you're up in the Himalayas. And then they land, they're like, What the fuck is this? What I had a buddy from East India, he worked over at Cummings Engine. And he was all excited about sledding and snowing. And I think he lasted like 10 minutes. He's like, <laughs> let's go inside. And and, he, and he's like, oh, this is very cold. And I'm like, dude, it's 28 degrees. Like, does it get colder? I'm like, yeah. 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 <laughs> and then he, he, he went to work in Michigan. So uh, we had a couple of these guys drop out of my MBA program between the first and the second year because they hated the location so much because it gets shitty winters. Where I was in school, but uh, like uh, East Indians, the foreigners. Yeah, over? yeah, a couple of them were just I, like, "Fuck this." I don't blame them. I don't blame them one bit. I mean, would you like to see? I'm not looking forward to going to Louisiana because it's going to be 90 and like humidity in the 70s. I don't want to go to school there. I, I wouldn't want to work there. Oh, the humidity sucks down there. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it's all, Louis. It's like below sea level. So I mean, 70 percent. Yeah, it's like 90 percent. Oh, it's horrible. It's horrible. All right, what else? All right. Um. Atham for six dollars and sixty six. Reliable Percival. Six six six. Six six six. He tells us it's official, dudes. I got full time work. Used to be part time. The graveyard shift. A job where I get paid to sit down and study. Awesome. Following Aaron's advice. Congratulations, oh, Atham. There we go. He might. So instead of graduating twenty forty seven, he'll graduate twenty thirty eight. 
Well, good to hear that, Athan. That's outstanding. That's I was just thinking, uh, Aaron, you, you should like once a week have like a, a trophy for like one of the super chat people that, you know, did something really great that you just give it to them. You know, whoever donates me the most money will get the trophy. <laughs> <laughs> Your super chat could be say, fuck you, Clary, die, motherfucker, die. If it's a hundred dollar super chat, you will get the trophy. Hint, hint. <laughs> All righty. So for a dollar. Oh, he did this the other day. Jonathan Flores gave us a dollar, but he has, there's nothing there. No question, no comment. That's all right. Some um, people just want to give some money. That's all right. All right. Next, James Rankin. He had asked the earlier question about going from being a butcher to being a stay-at-home programmer. And for $5, he's saying, my IQ is 130. I already have HTML, Java, and learning C++. Need to build portfolio and get certifications. Do you have more concise advice? He's looking for something more specific about how to make the transition. Just keep doing what he's doing. He he has the intelligence. He has the skill. He he already knows how to do HTML, JavaScript, and all that. Uh, But the only thing I would do is go and see which programming languages are most in demand. I got a video that's almost six months old, which may be outdated by now standards, but it, it looks like Python, R... Uh, Ruby, SQL, and then your standard C sharp, C plus. Um, but yeah, he's just got to go get certified and put together a portfolio. What what else do you want me to do? Yeah, and also I, I would recommend this guy like the type of job he wants. Ask to go on one of the what they call an informational interview. Anyone want to explain that to him? What that is? Got me. I don't know whether no, I only went. I don't have my master's degree from the Carlson School of Management. No, me yeah. neither. <laughs> Informational interviews, like you're not applying for a job. A lot of a lot of places, you can just go and interview and say, "Well, what would it take to work here?" Oh, and, and uh, it's called an informational interview, and um, a lot a lot of places will do this. Um, and uh, so just do that, or if you have a buddy that's already working in the field, obviously you would already know to ask them. But uh, do something like this. It doesn't hurt to ask. What's the worst fucking thing no. they say? They say no. 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 Yeah. Sounds so, like an outstanding idea. Yeah. yeah. All right, next. Uh, this is the last one I see for now. Uh, you remember Ray John? Yeah. Is it a gay question again? Uh, yeah. For $2 Canadian, <laughs> he goes, I haven't rubbed one out yet, and I see Chad. <laughs> <laughs> that, wins, that wins That wins. the, the prize so far. That wins yeah. the prize so far. That's you a- won the internet. <laughs> oh, you are right. a good-looking man, Chad, though. You are a good-looking man. Well, thank yep. you, John. Appreciate I think so that. too, John. So now you got two straight guys that think you're good looking. That'll do you a lot of good in your dating life. That'll... Even though on Tinder, all I get is the cows that go moo. So <laughs> the, the GF thinks you're darling. She's like, thinks you're so cute. She's going to think the beard is too long. I'll watch. Because she said, don't let it grow. You'll be an axe murderer. Yeah, but you didn't let it grow. Didn't you trim it down a bit? I haven't trimmed it yet. <laughs> oh, you better start trimming it down. Yeah, you got you to gotta trim that down. Um, do you guys want to do some quick asshole consulting? Can so, we do one more super chat? That we can do a zillion more super chats as long as people keep paying. Okay. Wizardly wizard for $2 says, is anyone here a fan of medical slash dental tourism? Isn't that where you go to foreign countries to have operations done and you pay less than yep. you would do here? Yes, actually. Yeah. I saw that a huge differences in price. Yeah, uh, I have a person. I never heard the dental one though. I did hear the, you know, I'm not, I'm not gonna fly to India to get my teeth cleaned, but 
Yeah. <laughs> My good friend Matt Baldoni goes uh, every year to get his teeth done down in Mexico. Oh. Yep. And um, he strongly recommends it. And I know driving my motorcycle down to Puerto Penasco, a lot of um, American and Canadian tourists will set up shop down there. And it's kind of like a barter town where a guy will have dental equipment. Another guy will have, um, I don't know, doctor stuff. I mean, they, they, you go down there and if you don't want the Mexican doctors to do it, there's usually an American or Canadian doctor that will do something down there uh, as long as it's legal. Uh, stuff like that. But yes, medical tourism, I'm all for it. You get to visit a country and it's it's usually cheaper. It's a way to beat the system. So it's I'm down to beat yeah, this. That system. sounds great. Like, yeah. Um, we gotta do some sponsors before I forget it. Before we go to asshole consulting. Uh Praxy, you guys remember Praxy? Yeah. He's back. Yeah. So Steve went back, he put together what he learned the first round uh when that came out. And it worked fine-ish. I mean, there was a, a shockingly few number of growing pains and mistakes with the first rollout. So now he's got the second rollout and I should be on there. I just did it on my phony phone, set it up. So if you needed to contact me directly for an emergency crisis, or you just wanted to talk to me uh, over the phone, um, get me on the Praxy app. It's P-R-A-X-E-Y. I do know that you need to have good internet connection because it's VoIP. Uh, and what will, what happened the last time is people would call, they'd wander, they go into a cave and then they get charged again. I think he's done away with the one-time charge. I am charging an arm and a leg because now I have to talk to you. And if you didn't know me being an asshole, I don't like talking to people. So <laughs> if it's something quick and every, actually in, the, in all honesty, people <clears throat> who do, did use the Praxy app usually like, dude, something just come up and they're really cool. So I don't want to, you know, deter you guys from using it. But I, uh, it's $25 for a connection fee uh, minimum. So it's $25 minimum. And it's $3 a minute, uh, which translates into roughly $200 an hour. Mm. So have your shit together and ready uh, when you call me. And I think everyone did. Uh, but you download the app and you just search Aaron Cleary. And I should have a profile. I should. So it should be up. And uh, hopefully we can bring that back. It was kind of great because I'd be running a lot of times. Also in practice, I'd be like, yo, what's up? Okay. Yeah, no. Yeah, okay, bye. And it's like, hey, $25. Who's going to Taco Bell? I am. Then uh then we have the Masculine Geek <clears throat> podcast. If you guys would kindly go to their YouTube channel, just search Masculine Geek. They are halfway to two thousand subscribers on YouTube. And why is that important, gentlemen? So they show up? They can get the super chats. Oh. <laughs> they can get their blood shekels. So, is that the rule? You have to have a certain amount of. Yep, you have to have two thousand. A certain amount of hours viewed. Yep. Oh, no kidding. And it's and it's a good podcast on top of it, even if they have TJ on there. Uh, so <laughs> check it out if you would please go subscribe and please subscribe here as well. In the meantime, how many uh, people we got tuning in, Chad? Says ninety. How many likes do I got on this thing? Thirty-one. 31. Two people dislike us, just so you know. There's two people out there. One uh, is a sycophant. The other hates my guts because even like I'll upload a good long video, like say an hour. And after I hit publish and I go to the bathroom and come back two minutes later, there's one like one dislike. It's like, really? (laughs) This is what you got to do with your life. This is it. (laughs) So uh, if you could, please kindly go uh, like 
uh, or subscribe to the Masculine Geek podcast. And if you haven't, please subscribe here, like here. It does the things with the algorithms. And then also subscribe to the Older Brother YouTube channel. Oh, well. that's not, we're not on that. I just nope, we're not. We're on the Clary Gosh, podcast. I was surprised by that, that we were on this instead of the Older Brother. But The Clary podcast is the Clary podcast. The Older Brother podcast is the Older Brother podcast. And then that way I have two ships, two fully operational Death Stars that if the Rebel Alliance wants to take one out, that's fine. I got another one over here. You, uh, knew, you knew what side Aaron was. You, you know who Aaron was rooting for when he watched those movies. Anyway. <laughs> the ruthless efficiency of the Empire. Uh, financial Longevity, Your Guide to Securing Your Family's Financial Future, written by Dan Terrius Owens. This is the only millennial to get out of his college debt within a year and be set forth on a path to actually retiring. Hey, millennials, would you like to retire? Ah, too bad. That requires sacrifice and hard work. And stop <laughs> blaming the baby boomers for your problems. Uh, rdklegal.com. Uh, Russell, uh, he does divorce, and that's all he does. If you happen to be in Florida or Illinois, and you might get divorced, you think about divorce, or you think about getting married, go to rdklegal.com. Do you guys like coffee? Uh, yes. Yeah. All right, new new uh, coffee provider. Any, I'm gonna totally plug him because he sent me four packages. Actually, you know what? I could get it. Hang on. <clears throat> John, what's your favorite coffee spot? My favorite coffee spot? Well, you know, where do you like to get coffee? Dunkin', Starbucks, local places? Uh, well, the, the only reason I say Starbucks is because it's like down the street from me. Okay, <laughs> same it's here. Not that, it's not that I have it. Well, I, mean, I live in Seattle. There's a fucking Starbucks every everywhere. Yeah, it's ridiculous. All right, so this is a Cafe Richese or Richese. Can you guys see that all right? Is that showing up okay? Yeah. All right. Uh, Cafe Richese.com. Fort Collins, Colorado. Hangs out with the great one probably. Um, I got four free things of coffee in the mail. So I just had the first batch now. Uh, it was all right. It was coffee. But I think that was his standard blend. So I'm going to try these other blends here. But uh, if you're trying was to... Or was it already grounded? Uh, he will send you either. I preferred mine grounded, so he sent me grounded. Why? Do you have like a, a personal swearing well, allegiance? I like to grind their own beans. It's... Uh, yeah, no, you can you can grind your own. So... Uh, I don't like wasting the time. But uh, yeah, if you uh, don't want your money going to a communist group like Starbucks or Peace Coffee, uh, have it go to Let's a capital. Have a conversation about race on my cup. <laughs> I'm going to have my own, it'll be called Clary Bucks, and it'll be cup hands out. Let's have a conversation about my penis. And Do you see what Dunkin' Donuts did? They just put on Twitter like, hey, we don't care about any of that stuff. Basically, we just want to give you good coffee. They're the yeah, and if I wish there was a Dunkin' Donuts, I'd go get coffee there, but there isn't one nearby. But on, that's exactly what needed to be said. But millennials won't go there because you can't probably burn a corporation. You think of me? They all sound like Cartman. Uh, so that's it. There, we did the coffee, the financial longevity, the men's advocate.net. Please go check that out. And then, uh, sanity is the future of wealth, gentlemen. Where can you find that? Patreon. Patreon. Is it available for sale on, on uh, paperback or Kindle? No. No, no. The only way you can get that is by going to my Patreon page, uh, patreon.com slash Aaron Clary. What else do you – oh, hang on. You know what I should do? Uh, John, do you know who Mary Jo is? I don't believe so. 
Are you on Twitter right now? Yeah. All right, hang on. Let me see Mary Jo's picture. So <laughs> if you become a patron member at my Patreon page, you get access to Sanity is the Future of Wealth, which is the best post I've ever written in my life, which nobody read. I uh, read so it. I know you read while. it. Yeah, but you're nobody. So anyway. I am oh, nobody. Oh, oh, oh that's no way. the golden <laughs> goose. I'm the golden goose. <laughs> All right. Don't worry. I'll buy you and send you a thong in the mail. Um, no, it's so okay. you get uh, you get to read that article. But yeah, where'd she go? Here she is. So uh, I write this. I put it behind the Patreon wall. I was at like maybe I think fifty dollars in monthly patron dom uh, donations, and guess where it went up to? The nineties, wasn't it? No, it went down to forty-two. So it actually, when I when I offered some material behind the paywall, it actually went down. Nobody wanted anything to do with it. So then our friend Mary Jo, who's a oh, lovely, right. pretty lady, decided yeah, I mean, to say, I mean, uh, well, I "Hang on, John. I'm, I, maybe I'm maybe I'm up to something here. You know, I'm, my IQ is only one forty one. You know, I can wipe my ass and do things <laughs> at the same time." So uh, Mary Jo was kind enough to send a little appropriate, not not uh, rated R or anything, but appropriate pinup style cheesecake. Okay. Now, John, why don't you take a look at your Twitter feed? Okay. <laughs> I can't wait to see his response. I'm going to go there, too. Uh, you sent it in your feed. Um, no, I sent it to you in a direct message, because if I give you the image, no one's going to sign up for the oh, Patreon. It's oh, it's private. It's private, then. Oh, yes. That, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, that she is a very, uh, she is very large. Uh, she, this girl has to wear very large sweaters. Large personality. <laughs> yes. Yeah, she's cute. She is, yeah. Uh, and I, I'm, you I want me take, to put up a fat, ugly chick? No, no, she's, really, she's very cute, and uh, I, well, that's kind of my look. I like dark hair with the light eyes, so that's my that's my in my wheelhouse. There. And the the bazooms are okay too. Then you're all yeah. Okay? The bazooms are yeah. Those are those those mammies are nice. So I post a couple pictures of her up in a bikini and a swimming suit, and that one I just sent you there. Guess what happened to patron donations? <laughs> Wait, they doubled. Doubled? They, they doubled. They doubled in a week. I think, hang on, let me take a look. What am I at now? Oop, that's not how I spell my last name. Let's take a look. Come on, let's go. Got the internet. Yeah, more than doubled. I got five more dollars since I last checked earlier today. We're at 94. Wow. Well, Aaron, I, I remember uh, we were having a conversation. I don't even know if it was on your channel where... You said that the most uh, the most valuable commodity is uh, female beauty. It is the most valuable commodity. It is. That's why I'm trying. And I, since I don't have any, and Mary Jo was very kind to like share some with me. I'm like, hey, what was the, the speaking of Bible stories? What was the story where the dad had three sons and he gave them each their inheritance? He says, go forth and and do with them and invest. And then one son went and pissed it away. Another one uh, invested it, and the other one buried it. Yeah. And, the one he was most angry at was the one who buried it. He's like, son, you did nothing with it. The guy who pissed it away at least enjoyed life, and the other son who was very good. And if Mary Jo gives me my, you know, pinup inheritance, I'm going to invest it and turn it around and give and, and make some money off of it. Anytime, look, and any girl that also wants to send some uh, appropriate, I got to remind you because I'm sure Patreon will kick us off if it's pornographic, <laughs> but appropriate circa a la 1950s pinup housewife, you know, a little bit of lingerie, bikini type of stuff. 
Uh, I can throw it. I will make money on it. I'm not joking. I will make money on it. Yeah, think, think Betty Page, not Jada Stevens. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jada Stevens. Right. And well, you know, what's sad is uh, we had in my Captain's Quarterly where I had that gal pose. You know what one of the most uh, uh, liked pictures she had in that in that book was? No. Is it the one where she was, I think she was vacuuming or something. She was a 1950s housewife. I had just this nice, pretty blue dress on it. I mean, it was sexy in a sense, but it was just pretty. It was just, she was beautiful. And that was one of the most highly liked ones. And so, uh, yeah, if you have, if you have some that, you know, look, we get to go to Starbucks and Caribou Coffee and look at land whales with their ugly kids and their slippers and, and the female beauty is so rare. It's even more valuable now than it's been before. You know, it, you could be an average girl on Instagram or what was the, oh, what was the thing? I think it's called only friends or only fans. It's, it's like Instagram, but you get paid for posing selfies. This gal is very average looking and she was making 7,000 pounds a month. This is in Britain. Yeah, that's I hate hearing stories like that. Yeah, well, yeah. The, the one about the, the what's the channel where you can just watch people play video games? Twitch. Um, yeah, there's there's like women that that uh, make huge amounts of money. I mean, they don't even have to take their clothes off. I mean, they have to wear something pretty, like you know, like that picture. Yeah. Uh, and and guys will just send them a fortune and watch them play, you know, World of Warcraft or something. Right. Right. You guys so, ever heard of Brittany Venti before? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. You know, she's ugly though. Yeah, but she makes all that money. That's who's crazy? Who's Brittany Venti? She's one of those girls that makes a living just playing games on the internet. Oh, jeez. See, yeah, I. She's like just a very, very unattractive mulatto girl. Yeah, really. All right, hang on. Let me look. This I don't up get here. the appeal. Well, that's what those boys were brainwashed to like. Brittany Venti. Yeah, Brittany. Roosh got into a really bad argument with her over a live stream like a year and a half ago or something. Yeah, one of those blood sports channels. Yeah. Oh, she yeah. got can't. Oh, she's cute. I think she's nah, very cute. Not. not your type? Not my thing either. Not mine either. Uh more and more I'm yeah. Not not um she got some outfits. I award extra points for outfits. Uh, this Wilson outfit apparently is. Uh, well, I don't know this obviously, so I gotta be careful what I say. But apparently, according to her ex-boyfriend, she's a total, complete psychopath. Well, you almost have. Oh wait, not some of these. No, okay, no, I take no, that back. Not, uh, yeah, there's, no. there's one. Yeah, not my cup of tea. That's why you gotta. Uh, anyway, point is, uh, I'm making shekels, and yes, I do pay. Uh, Mary Jo, everyone's like, oh, you're giving her that? I'm like, yeah, I, I got to actually pay her, though. That's the other thing. I'm better <laughs> paying Chad than I am at her. <laughs> uh, uh, so, yes, you can get that. Sanity is the future of wealth if you want to read. But if you just want to look at a hot Latina and some, you know, bikinis, I don't know why. You, you also get that there, too. Uh, the Pence Principle by Randall Bentwick. That's basically a book on how to follow the Pence principle so that you don't end up like Brett Kavanaugh being falsely accused of rape and having your entire life ruined. Academic Composition, go to academiccomposition.com. And it's it's final season now. So if you don't want to do your studying or your finals paper, have Alex and his crack team of writing staff write their papers for you. Uh, he's also looking to hire people to uh, write and to do marketing as well. So if you're looking for a little bit of extra scratch that you can do from the comfort of your own home, 
Contact Alex at academiccomposition.com and tell him that Captain sent you. If you'd like to advertise on the show, it's $100 a month. That also includes me plugging you on the site and all that other good jazz. <clears throat> and then we have my books, Reconnaissance Man, Black Man's Got Out of Poverty, Bachelor Pad Economics, Worthless, Enjoy the Decline, Curse of the High IQ, Poor Richard's Retirement. If you read all of those books, Chad, do you think they'd anyone to have any financial troubles if they read all those books? As long as they're paying attention, I think yeah. they'd be all right. If they put the principles in the practice, you can read it, but you got to do it. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm just saying, if you read those books, it'd be a better education than college. And I, I do. Mean oh, that. yeah. 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 Uh, easily. And if you have already read them and you like them, uh, please review them online. Uh, that'd be uh, kind of like the Amazon or not Amazon, the YouTube thing here where if you like the video or you subscribe, that actually helps with the algorithms and sells it more. And it doesn't cost you anything. Um, all right. Let's get some asshole consulting in here. This is an interesting question. Uh, this is a very John Steele question. Aaron, I don't really need an answer to this, but you gotta send, I got to send you some money anyhow. What are your thoughts on physically weak and sedentary people? How do they get this way? And don't they realize something is wrong with being a lazy sack of shit? Yeah, I know they don't. I've been physically active most of my life, and I can't imagine being as frail and weak as most of the people I encounter. How could they possibly interact with their environment in a productive capacity when simply the act of carrying, moder carrying moderately heavy objects across short distances completely fatigues them? This question originates from a recent experience I had. I'm a Navy veteran, and I have an old friend who is now a Marine recruiter in my city. He frequently goes to high schools to interact and participate, participate with the Junior ROTC program. Last week, he invited me to tag along and help him run a physical fitness test slash workout. I obliged and was completely taken aback by how unconditioned these teenagers are. And keep in mind, this is the Junior ROTC guys. You know, these are the ones that are like already going down that path. Mm. Sure, plenty of kids were unhealthy when I was going to school, but what I witnessed was an inconceivable level of physical and mental weakness. If they're this weak at the peak of their youth, I can only imagine what life has in store for them. Above anything else, physical resilience has been the foundation of my success, and I can't imagine how much more difficult life is without it. Thanks. And did he want to remain anonymous? No, his name, we'll just say his name is Conrad. Hmm. John, why are people weak? especially young people today. Well, I think a lot, a lot of it is, is, you know, back when we were growing up, you people went out and played and did things. Now they just sit in front of their computer all day and play games. No one gets physical anymore. I mean, no one, um, you know, I mean, have any of these kids ever gotten into a fist fight for fuck's sake? I mean, uh, excuse my language, but I mean, it, it's a different world. I can't even relate. Like I said, I'm so old. I can't, I can't even relate to that. Um, I, I think the number one thing you hit it on the head. Well, maybe not. We had video games growing up, and we still got outside. Do you think it's the cell phones and the social media? Um, yeah, I'm sure that's part of it too. I mean, if you're spending, you know, just people not interacting with each other in real life. But when we had video games, like your friend had to come over and play the game with you. Like mm -hmm. it wasn't like you could do it over the internet and play. You know. So um, I'm guessing like that is part of it. But also I think it's, it's you know, I don't want to get like too deep into this, but basically there's just a huge atomization of, of uh, you know, of humanity. No one has a sense of belonging anymore. 
of anything. Like, uh, you know, I grew up in New York and everything was about like uh, the neighborhood. Every neighborhood had an identity and we had our own like gang. I don't mean like a gang, like we all wore jackets with, you know, the, 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 um, the sharks and the thing like from West Side Story or anything, but th- th- there, there was this kind of uh, sense of, of belonging to a group and that doesn't exist anymore. Everybody is so atomized. Chad? I, man, I think cell phones are to blame for everything when it comes to this type of thing. I mean, people just sit there and their nosers are in their phones. No one's really, no one who's young, I've noticed, is actually not terrible at having a conversation. Because they're used to just texting and thinking about what to say. So I think it would be really hard for them to do something like this. The, these are not incorrect. They're, they're, it's multiple things happening at one time it is the social media um it is the atomization or a lack of neighbor i mean look at how big suburbs have become you can't really even have a neighborhood group of kids anymore you can't really have pickup game of baseball because it's not a critical and densely populated group of kids anymore uh, and now that's all been outsourced you don't let your kids bike to school anymore I mean, a bike was like your car. You know, you go, you go and bike, you play baseball with the guys over at the baseball diamond. Uh, now it's like, oh, it's got to be all organized. Um, I will say, I'll throw this in here, and this is not to be cliche, but it's 100% true. Uh, parents suck today. Yeah. And they're not getting their damn kids out because the parents were also brought up as weak. It's been a, it's not like we just woke up and, oh my God, why are Gen Zers limp wristed and millennials can't throw a grenade? Let's get rid of the grenade test. Uh, Starting with Gen X, you could start to see it happen where it's like, well, you don't have to go out. You don't have to lift weights. Like my parents never told me to lift weights. No one ever told me, oh, you got to go into the gym. You got to get like, oh, no, do whatever you want. And so we play, we play sports in the neighborhood. That was about it. <clears throat> but there was no push. Like, oh, you need to go and get physical exercise. You need to actually be a man. You need to be strong. There was no. no- I wanted to. Like I, I remember we, when I was young, we were you know financially well, we were poor. Mm-hmm. I had to beg my money, beg my mother to, to pay the money so I could get into Little League. And it was, you know, it was almost nothing back then because right. I just loved doing it. I mean, I loved baseball when I was a kid. Yeah, but you you actually probably had a mom that would say, okay, do I want my son to stay? What would your mom do if you stayed indoors watching TV all day? We had TV, right? What would she inevitably do? Single well, my mother outside. worked. I mean, I was, an, I was uh, you know, single mom type of thing. So right. my mother worked. So she wasn't around. So she wouldn't have noticed. Okay. Um, so, but it was, I mean, I, I wanted to be around other kids. I wanted to play, you know, I loved, I loved baseball. I loved, we used to play stickball. I loved that. Like, I, I still have vivid memories every summer playing, getting up every morning, going to the, going to the park to play stickball. Um, yeah. I mean, this was, you know. That's just the way it was. I can't understand these kids today. You could just stay in all the time and play. You know, I mean, you're a kid for F's sake. Well, I'm getting to that. I'm getting to that. Because if you let, let's say you didn't have parents, what would happen to the kids? Uh, I mean, let's say you had breeders, you have a kid that's there, but there's no parent. What would the kid inevitably do? <laughs> More hints. <laughs> More hi- Okay. The default state of humanity is laziness. 
Like you, you need parents to push the kid because if if a kid a kid is pure it, it's going to do what it wants to do. So it'd eat a ton of candy and cake. Uh, it would it would probably watch TV. It doesn't really want to do anything that's hard, anything that takes effort and rigor, right? Yeah, you play sports because it's fun, you know, with the neighborhood kids. But you're not going to actually go to the gym. You're not going to build your body. You're not going to diet. Like, I don't think kids should be going to a. Gym. That's what you do when you get older. When you're a kid, it. it Working out is not like a routine, like, okay, I got to do, you know, three reps of this. And sure. you know. No, when you're a kid, it's like you you just you keep playing till the sun goes down. You know, that's what that's how I knew to go home when it gets dark. Right. You know, when I say when the, you know, I grew up in New York City, when the, when the lamppost lights come on, that's when but, it's time to come home. But it required a parent to kick you out of the house, like, go out and play, you know, get well, out of the house. Get this out. I mean, I lived, you know, me and my mom, I lived in this, like, tiny, shitty one-bedroom apartment. I never wanted to be in it. Right, but you're that's that's you, poor John in 1978. We're talking people now who have phones, who have computers, who have video games, and unless you have a parent there saying, "No, get out into the real world and do this physical activity, be it sports or actually working out or wrestling or whatever else." Without the parents there, the human brain, a kid is just going to want to loaf around and eat all day. Now maybe not some kids, some kids, but if they have a better option than to go out and play and it's sit on my phone and socialize this way, they're going to sit on their asses. They're going to be on social media and they sure the fuck aren't going to go play football or soccer or any other kind of sport. And that's what I'm saying is the parents themselves have become lazy because now the kids being raised are being raised by Gen Xers. Well, and let me ask this, so Aaron. I'm, 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 since this is, I'm actually sincerely curious. I don't know the answer to this. Like when I was a kid growing up, like we had pickup games. Like I'm not just talking about basketball and so. John, are you football. scraping your beard against the microphone right now? Or oh, I'm, no, I'm not. Sorry. Okay. Uh, I, like, how? Why was it that like we always like had uh, football games at like you know just pickup games of football? Like we played tackle football without equipment, right? On uh, you know on the grass field. Uh, when I was a kid, that's just what we did. And no one, none of our parents told us to do this. We just did it. So I don't. Because I, there wasn't, that's why I was asking about the cell phones because we had the video games that kept us in a little bit. Like it started somewhere now for socializing. Now you're on the internet and now we went out there to socialize and be with friends. Now that you don't have to go out and socialize to be with friends, you got it all digitally. That's why I'm saying is keeping them in. And now the parents are so lazy because Gen X is not as much better than than baby boomers or millennials, as far as I'm concerned. The raising, and I see it. I see, I see my nieces and nephews being raised. I'm like, and I can't do anything. I got to look at their. Remind me to talk about piss. We got to talk about piss <laughs> if we have time, because I want to talk about piss. Piss. Uh, the World War II generation kick ass. Go out to even the baby ones. Like go out and play. Now, most parents who have kids don't want kids today. They, they, they don't want to be parents. They want kids like in a, in a physical sense, like I want to have this physical thing called a kid. They don't actually want to raise the damn kid. So here's your Nintendo. Here's your tablet. Here's your video thing. Here's your cell phone. Sit on your ass. There is no pushing kids towards being strong, towards being physically active, because most parents don't give a shit about their kids. They're too lazy. And the default state of human uh, psychology or existence is laziness because that was a survival mechanism. I mean, we do not have tons of food that we have today uh, back in the olden days. Uh, so if you were going to go take down an antelope, there you are on the prairie. <clears throat> you could be the fastest running Indian who's the greatest with a bow and arrow. You still had to calculate 
and say, okay, I could go chase that guy, but is this going to be worth it? This is why they had buffalo runs is you'd spook a herd of buffalo off a cliff and, and you used their, you know, I don't know, animal instincts to kill themselves. It made it a lot easier. So to like a survival uh, <clears throat> strategy was you didn't just piss away energy for shits and giggles. You would wait. You would definitely ascertain whether it was worth your investment, which means it, it wasn't laziness. It was more judiciousness. But today with pretty much unlimited resources, like you don't have to worry about your food supply. Now you're getting fat. You're getting, and now you have the excuse. Like, oh, I don't have to go. The food, the food is here. The food comes to me. I literally use this device here not only to have friends, but I can order the food to come to me prepared. I don't even have to prepare it. And so that's why I think they're weak is because parents don't want to parent anymore. I, I don't think parents have been wanting to parent for about the past 30 years. And now they just have kids. They procreate. They breed. Mom runs off to, to continue on her career. We drop the kids off at daycare. We don't give a shit what happens to the kid. And there certainly are not masculine men around anymore Say, hey, you better go hit the gym and let me tell you about girls. That that right there would explain probably half of it is the absentee father. Of, uh, yeah, I, I think that's something. Like I remember like um... – like little league, for example, all the, you know, all the coaches of all the teams are all volunteers. None of these guys got paid. They were all like, you know, uh, kid, different kids as fathers that did mm -hmm. this. Um, so there was always that. So we always had this kind of patriarchal figure that was, you know, not your father. At least there was some sort of uh, role model like that. And they were masculine, too. Oh, yeah, they were. Yeah. I mean. God, if what the, the way they talk to us, if they did that now, they I don't maybe they'd lock them up. I don't yeah. know. I mean, you were you had the fear of God, like God Almighty, Mister Fleegy could beat the shit out of me with his left hand, and he could because he was a, well full grown man, your little boy. Yeah, uh, you know, but, you, you're a coach, like you said. You said, you know, you were scared. You'd be like, coach, yeah. you know. <laughs> <laughs> and now what? I'm trying to. I, I mean, I'm looking at because it's our generation now, guys. Do you see any masculine dads? Not, uh, uh, yeah, no. actually, even among like I was talking about, you were talking about quality relationships, even like, uh, not that they're not masculine men, but they're not masculine dads. I'll say that. No, you're right, yeah. And then, oh, they got to worry about wifey poo and the modern day sens sensibilities about what's safe for your kid to do. I mean, if I was a father, I'm see kids scrapping around, you know, what that Gillette commercial where the kids are fighting boys will be boys. Yeah. Yeah. Boys will be boys. You better fucking let them, you know, that cause that results in strong men down the road. I'd be letting them happen. But man, like you said, you probably get in trouble. Why didn't you intervene? Oh, it's toxic masculinity. That's, that is the not zeitgeist uh, paradigm. Is that the right word? Yeah. That's the paradigm. Today's toxic masculinity. And much as we may not like to agree with it, most men of the millennial generation agree with it because they're pussies, right? The 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 vast. Well, I think they just acquiesce to it. They because they're pussies. They don't want to do the hard. Again, parents are lazy. Gen X parents are lazy. Millennial parents are definitely now lazy. You're not going to see the. I I always <clears throat> it, it shocked me how like nobody's dad sat him down and said we're going to have lessons about life. You know, like because if I had a son, if I had it, I'm like we're going to have lessons. We're going to talk about. I'm going to. I would take him to jails. So I'm like, you see that? You want to become like that? You know, let's go down uh, to North Minneapolis. Let's go look at the panhandlers and the street bums. You want to be like that? You want to be like that? But no, they don't do that. Like, let's take them to the museum, which is fine. Taking a kid to the museum, but you know, you're gonna take them to the boxing ring. You're gonna you're gonna have them wrestle. You're gonna have them play. You know, tackle football a little bit, and not tell the misses. Or is it just gonna be? Well, we're gonna study on the iPad. We're gonna learn about things and stuff. 
That's why you have weak people because parents don't want to parents. And there definitely is a purging of fatherhoods and masculinity in today's society. Mm, sad. No. So, I mean, that's not necessarily the only answer, but that's, that's what I think. Um, no, that's a huge part of it. I think, I think half of it is, is the lack of, of you know, I mean, you, you always use the expression uh, and the father cannot be reached for comment. And the father right, cannot yeah. be reached. And what, what's sad is a lot of those fathers who are indeed deadbeat dads are the masculine fathers that you probably would need because they at least maybe threw a punch or something. Um, you know. As Rolo always says, alpha fucks, beta bucks. What yeah. was one of my, I don't know if it was Rolo that came up with it, but he said, uh, he quotes it a lot. He says, uh, a woman would rather share an alpha than have a beta all to herself. I think that is just a brilliant quote. Yeah, that's it's true. A brilliant quote. So. Yeah. All right, Chad, we got anything else left in the super chat room? We actually have a, a bunch. Um, All right, let's bang them out, and then I'm going to hop on my motorcycle and get out of here unless the super chats start becoming in the two- to three-digit range. Some of them did. So really? Let's we'll, we'll get started right. on this, yeah. Right. Um, okay, nonstop Dre 360 for $4.99. Opinions on going back in the military and becoming an officer after I finish college to do get the pension since I are oh he already served four years so, so his he, grandfathered in under the old system is what he's saying uh, he's either saying it or asking it no, it seems um, like he was four years as an enlisted man mm-hmm. now he's in college and if he can graduate college he can go to OCS and become an officer right yeah I'm all for it yeah do it man nothing nothing's for you here there's nothing for you here I mean, if you're an engineer, okay, yeah, but you can be an engineer at 50 or a computer pro. Chad, what are you doing? I was looking for a pencil. I got to write something down. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, go. Get into the military. I, I catch a lot of flack because everyone thinks I, all I do is a, you know, asshole consulting and so I just join the military and major in STEM. Well, I'll stop giving that advice when you guys start joining the military and majoring in STEM. Yes, it's the best option right now. Uh, I would absolutely do it. And then you can always get a career later, you know, uh, unless you get killed in the military, which is a chance, by the way. But, yeah, I would absolutely uh, go become an officer. You're not going to find the camaraderie or the challenge or the opportunities you are in the, quote, real world. Join the military. That's about the only place really left for men with a little bit of ambition who are young. All right. And he also got some good advice in the chat about that, too. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Bacon for $2.23 says, let's have a conversation about Rumpy Fluffalo. Oh, I got him. Where is he? I got Bucky, but he's a mascot for a gas station chain down in Texas. Where did Rump- Rumpy Fluffalo go? I, I don't know. You want to clue me into who's who? I don't know what this is. Either. Sergeant Rumpy <laughs> Fluffalo is, um, I, he's my good luck buddy that rides with me. On my motorcycle rides, he's a little fat buffalo, and uh, I think he's packed away somewhere. Um, God darn, where is Sergeant Rumpy Fluffalo? Uh, if you look at my Canadian trips, I always got a picture of him, like in the background or something like that. He's just a funny-looking buffalo, so I'll uh, I'll pull him out of a box here pretty soon. Okay, are you, are you taking notes on the super chads or what do you? Or what do you- <laughs> I am counting every penny that I'm going to get. No, my my. 
while you guys were talking, I was looking at my um, other screen and I was working on my sister's return. So I had a couple questions about. I thought your dad was a big fan of me and he'd be tuning in and couldn't care less about your sister's taxes. Well, they watched the one we did live a couple really? of days ago. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't assault them or drive them away yet? Uh, so far, no. I didn't okay. get any. Yeah. <laughs> um, all righty. I got some comments from my mom about my beard. Um, okay. So for $2, is nows says, hi, Chad. How do I get the girls? Chad, how, they asked you, how does one get the girls? Well, you told us earlier, but I already forgot. <laughs> what were you talking about earlier? You should agree with them all the time. <laughs> Do everything they always say. Vote. Tell them you vote Democrat and say you're a feminist. And always ask them what they want. And you should always get in touch with your feminine side and your feelings. I think that's what you should do. All you have to, you know, how, how do you get the girls? John, you know what the simplest way to get the girls is? Yeah, treat them like shit and tell no, them. No, no, John, 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 toxic masculinity and reality now. No, the easiest way to get the girls, just ask them what they want. They'll tell you. You should ask girls because it's logical. See, if you want to get the girls, you should ask them what they want. And they'll tell you and they certainly won't lie to you. You guys ever get the? You ever get that? You'll make a woman a really great husband someday. Did you ever get that from any of your female friends? I never heard that before. Uh, no, no one's ever said that to me. No. Yeah, <laughs> so I wouldn't make a good husband, I, I, I guess. I, yeah, I I got that from. I, now a gal was chasing after about a couple guys. Like you're gonna make a really great husband. I'm like you think so? Okay. <laughs> I swear though, about two hours ago you were on something that's like this is how you get the girls, and you were being serious, but I can't remember what it is. No, John said it best. You treat them like shit and ignore them. That's <laughs> shit. <laughs> no, you you don't treat them like shit. You treat them very aloofly and ignore them, and you go do your own crap, and you see who's around. That's basically. It's... No, you get your friend to commandeer your phone and swipe right on every fucking one that comes up. Great. I want to buy what I'm going to buy him a beer for that. I'm going to. That, that's I'm a gonna... great prank, actually. I I, I got to do that to somebody. I wasn't even mad. I was just like, wow, <laughs> this is, there's nasty people on this thing. Did your initial, like when you saw all the messages and you think, would you, did you have an initial bout of hope? I did. Cause I'm like, wow, all the ones that I must've, <laughs> cause I'm only swiping on, you know, the decent looking ones. Like, oh, they finally found me. And I saw what happened and I immediately texted and it was like, you asshole. And he texts back. Ha 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 ha. Great. <laughs> oh, um, all righty. So for nineteen dollars and ninety nine cents, yeah, there's that's another a cigar and change. There we go. Uh, it's from Phil. He was saying regarding my earlier super chat, what's your advice to guys who busted their asses to build value, get to six figs by their late thirties, but just seeing lowered female interest and that their own sexual market value just doesn't seem to materialize. I think he's commenting on how, you know, you can be the best that you can be as a guy, but this is what I was talking about before is that it's, this is where you get to practice stoicism. You don't control that. This is a societal shift. There's a more clinical term for that, but a paradigm shift. I hate, I hate to use that word paradigm again, but society has changed and you don't control society. And women have been in one hand, uh, propagandize to put men lower on the priority scale, 
They have also been propagandized that if they're going to have a man in their life, well, they deserve Ed Lattimore or George Clooney or something like that. That's not your fault. Now, there, as is every instance of physical systems, chemical systems, financial systems, for every ounce of yin, there's an ounce of yang, and the punishment is going to be, as we talked about before, those alpha widows. There, they, there are going to be some women, not all of them, but some of them are going to say, boy, I wish I found a husband. I wish I did. And all you can say is like, yeah, well, I was that 38-year-old guy that made six figures and I was in shape, but you didn't want to have it. You wanted the, I was a 7.5, but you wanted the 9.1. And, and you could get pissed off about it or you could accept it for what it is. Uh, there will be, I predict, a lot of miserable women down the road. They will think they're happy uh, or they are happy in their own mind, but they wouldn't have been as happy had they had actual love and children and blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> and you'll see it. You'll see uh, articles uh, occasionally come up popping up about it. But the the real thing is one of not to let it get to you because you don't control this situation. You did not. One, don't let it psychologically ruin you or cause you psychological damage, making you think it's your fault. One more. Go through the profile again, Chad. He's he was young, six fig. What what did he do? Give me give me he, this again. He was saying he he's at six figures. He's in his late thirties. Uh, he's busted his ass to get that high. I I can identify with everything. Yeah, he you're, said. it's kind of like you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but he's just not having his sexual marketplace value kind of bear fruit. And that's because, you know, what's there to choose from? Right. Well, and then also the, the market's been propagandized not to want to buy you. Uh, it's sad. It's not right. It's against, I think, human nature. <clears throat> but what are you, you going to do about it? You know, you're, you're kind of uh, you're complaining there's no bread and you're in Stalinist Russia. It, it, the The real thing that you can only... Uh, do here is control your reaction and response to it and not let it get to you. You have every right to be pissed. I'm not saying don't think this is the greatest thing and go singing zippity doo and go have yourself a Coke, but just understand that that's what's happening and have the sanity to understand what's, what's happening. I mean, there's other things you can do. Like some guys recommend going overseas. There's more traditional women in these places. Um, that's even being whittled away with the, the spread of cell phone technology. Uh, I mean, maybe go now, maybe go look, uh, Weren't you going to try to start out some kind of service where you could find decent women and pair yeah, them up? With people? Yeah, and 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 that that I I did have some successes there, but um, the, God, the gals that were emailing me and I'm like, and they're and they're listeners and they're fans. I'm like, oh come on, come on, I can't sell you. you There's know? some and good they, good one in there. There was there was a couple good ones. You got no. There was two good ones. No, there are three. You got one of them. The other one I set up with TJ Martinell didn't work. <clears throat> and then a third one was good looking. And then she went ghost on a buddy of mine who is a real hero. A real, I mean, uh, I can't give you the details. He was the first responder. He works in an industry where you shoot guns and he was the first responder and he got shot at and he saved the day. Um, he got awarded uh, the highest award you can get as a civilian. So uh, that is a real hero uh, set. And he's a good looking, just a, just out. He's, he's a nice guy too. He's a great guy and just chiseled and charming and funny and stupid. And he's just a great guy. And there was a cute gal in his neighborhood. I'm like, here, this, you know, and in an industry, you should be able to trust. And she ghosted on him. 
just goes Man. nuts. Yeah. And I'm, I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to, I don't have the time for this. I'm not going to put my friends through this shit. So um, it's that, it is that bad. I guess it is that bad. I just, well, yeah. Well, to, to the, just to the question, I briefly uh, say it. I agree with everything Aaron, Aaron just said, but um, it sounds like he, he wants some like really practical advice. Um, uh, I, I would say like, don't give up because you know, you are way ahead of the game, the way you describe yourself, you know, making six figures, you know, it's not like you got no debt, you got your shit together, you got a, you got a career. They are out there, um, but it's, it's a lot harder to find, but that doesn't mean you give up. But at the same time, you know, you do have to accept life on life's terms. And um, yeah, that, I mean, it's a shitty hand, um, but you still got to play it. So. Well, that's, and that's the, a lot of people think it's this all or none and, and, uh, but you, you bring up a good point. Like, look, you leave a line in there for them, but at the same time, you don't risk your life wasting it, chasing after something that may not statistically likely be there. So, you know, go have a profile on the dating things, you know, you see a cute girl, ask her out, uh, you know, take your time, but I would not dedicate your life to like, I got to learn how to pick go game and I got to attend the seminar and, and I need the pro, I need the PowerPoint presentation. There's, there's not much else you can do because it's outside of your control. So, you know, ask the occasional girl out, but don't beat yourself up over it and, and do not have any expectations. Just don't, it's, it's that bad. I mean, that's for, how for, I deal with it. I just have well, low expectations. Let, <laughs> let me, let me, let's not, not to kiss your ass there, Chad, but that that's reserved for boys, Tom. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> What? Why the fuck isn't every girl pounding down your door? Uh, because what's you have to have the six sixes. It's okay. No. You you know this, right? Yeah. Uh, six figure salary, six foot cock. Um, six, six foot. Oh my god! You, you are going to Boys Town. Holy cow! <laughs> uh, obviously, I meant uh, inches. Oh, okay. Sorry, I had Subway for lunch. Um, so okay, those are three of them, but I can't remember what the others are. It's like a height, income, uh, dick abs. size. Yeah, six. Oh, you're six not tall. Abs. I, I know, I know. But aside from the fact you're not tall, you would okay. You're in shape. You're good looking. You make great money. You have your own business. Uh, you're not some boring guy. You're actually like you were saying. One of the main things is bedside manner in CPA ship, where a lot of CPAs just lack the personality but you have a bit of a personality and a lot of your clients are just older people that like to talk to somebody who isn't who isn't a wall yeah well i first of all thanks for the kind words but a lot of it has to do with um i live in a in a major city right you'd expect there to be all kinds of opportunities for that mm -hmm. you know dating women um you just see a lot of uh ones that aren't really worth asking out i mean i hate to say it but Right. And, and what I'm kind of using you is kind of the canary in the coal mine. If Chad isn't getting girls, like even people like, oh, I know this person, my CPA, I should set you up with my CPA. He's good looking and he's a CPA. Does that ever happen to any of your clients say, I got this cute girl or oh, let me set you up with my niece or I know this. Other Does that even happen? This has happened a few times in All the right. past few years. And I already told you my disastrous adventure in dating a client, but I've had have, there's been ones that did try to set me up and what do you think they're cute and beautiful nieces and with a great personality oh personalities were never terrible but there were some other things that um children just... no, no the extra fucking 50 pounds of blood yes yes thank uh, you okay. no, yeah. the sad thing is is look i've been to chicago a few times and like i remember i was in there once in the late 90s and that place was 
as Roosh would say, pussy paradise. Yeah. And I couldn't believe because I was living in Seattle and I was this is in my twenties when I was I was I was doing well here. And it was, you know, the market was always, always skewed in Seattle because it, it's a tech city. So there's way more men than women. But Chicago, like New York, was there's more women than men, just uh, for whatever reason that it worked out that way. Um, and I remember, like, in Chicago, I swear to God, and, and same thing with New York City, you didn't need to do anything back in the 90s. Girls, you'd be hanging out with your friends at a bar on a, on a Friday or Saturday night. The girls came up to you and started talking. John, I lived in New York City 10 years ago, and I can confirm that. Like, it was that's that the culture was like that there. So, what okay, so what happened? Were they coming up to you just to date you? There was no intention. No, like, let's say, like, me and Chad were in New York at a bar, like, you know, on the Upper East Side, we're hanging out and we're just talking about the Yankees. We're bullshitting and we get like overexcited. We're talking, girls would come up and start, like, they'd find some excuse to start a conversation. Sure. They thought, yeah. Know. Right. And, but, but, but my question to Chad is, Okay, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, because I was in the 90s and I was in Chicago in the 90s. And you're right, it was easier. But now that back then it was to date, maybe have a little bit of fun. Correct. Well, uh, well, I mean, a lot of times, you know, in, in the 90s and I don't think I was unique. I wasn't like a supermodel, but I was I mean, we went home with them, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. This is before smartphones. I mean, oh, even ten years ago, yeah, like the, it, that's I, what it would, darn the it. iPhone. When I lived in New York City, the i the first iPhone had come out like six months before. So of course, there's no dating apps or swiping or anything like that. It was still analog. Yeah, that's what it was. Okay, all right. And it's getting worse and worse and worse. I'm. I don't want to be so cynical. But. No, and I, and that's just what I'm. I'm trying to point out to the, the, the. He doesn't control the technology came in, and that's why if if you're not getting girls like set up with you regularly, I know girls aren't going to approach guys, but if if you can't find a quality gal, who can? Um. I mean, the six foot seven version of Chad. Well, unfortunately, you know what guys who are six feet tall are what five uh, percent of the population or and taller. Uh, well, there are a lot of big dudes here. I got to say, in the city, right? I, I'm just pointing out if we use you as a litmus test, if you're not cutting it, there's nothing wrong with you. There's something wrong with society. Well, so, thank you. Yeah, I yeah. don't think there's a whole lot that I can do besides just stay in shape and do my thing. But I yeah. truly, I've said it so many times, I really feel like smartphones and the dating apps on them just destroyed everything when it comes right. to like. Next question. All right. Because was... I'm afraid we're never going to get out of here. We got so many more. Um, Ahmed Khan for $4.99. Ahmed. He's been around, yeah. He's been around. He says, Crappy and Chad, can you guys let me on the show? I would be very grateful. Uh, not tonight. We're going to get we, – we'll have him on the show some other – no, I, we've been at this almost like three hours. I, I do want to go ride my motorcycle before the sun sets. So. Uh, but we'll, we'll get him on. We'll get him on. Okay. Thanks for the uh, super chat. So Bacon, for $10.99, he says – Jeez. Yeah. What was he talking about here? That's why I want. That's why I trained to be a real life cartoon supervillain. Save silver and lead. Get your nutrition in order and train for combat. When the crash hits, we shall rule over the weak. Yeah, but he's going to be in Seattle, so it's only him and John that'll be hanging out. We'll never see him again because if the economy really collapses, we'll it'd be like, well, you know, like when your buddy moved in the seventies, you'd never see him again because 
there'd be no way to contact him. Isn't TJ Martinell there too? That's right, TJ, but he'd kill him if any of them tried to come over the Highway 2 pass. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, (laughs) TJ Martinell would be very angry by that time. He'd be the nicest guy. Blockade on the uh, the, uh, pass into the mountains. He'd be the nicest guy to kill you. Hi, yeah, you can't come over this Highway 2 pass. Okay, I'm going to take your silver now and some water. Oh, oh, you got some iodine pills. Those are good. Okay. Remember, rot, the cotton is rotten. Then he'd go away. What's the name of their thing again? Mind their podcast? Mind their podcast. Yes, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. it's No, it's yeah. uh, uh, not, now I can't think of Masculine Geek. Yeah, that was it. Okay. Yeah, TJ Martinell has his own podcast, tjmartinell.com. So you can check him out. Okay, so Wizardly Wizard gives us another five dollars. All right, guys, thanks. I guess this one's for John. He says, "What is Seattle like? Are there frugal, friendly areas? Considering moving there for the rain, that's an odd comment." Um, actually, it rains less in Seattle now than it used to. Um, it's actually like seventy-six degrees here right now. Um, uh, Seattle is is really in decline right now. It's kind of like uh, turning into San Francisco, the homeless problem. Uh, you can look on the uh, YouTube and look for the uh, documentary, Seattle is Dying. Really? Yeah. How long is that? Because I've thinking about downloading that and listening to it, but I don't know if it's going to tell me anything I don't know. Well, I mean, I mean, unless you live in Seattle or you're thinking about moving here, it's, you know, it's a time investment, Cappy, and I know you're, well, we talked about time, right? Mm-hmm. Was it, is the economy still going? Like there's there's Silicon Valley, you the know, is construction yeah. is booming, the tech right. thing is still booming, but you got uh, people are shit. People are shit. Right. Okay. I mean Portland. Do you ever go to Portland, John? I I I, I have many times, but I avoid that city like the fuck. I I'd sooner go to like fucking. Ebola ridden fucking Sierra Leone that I <laughs> I'm not kidding. That 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 city is Cappy, you've been there, right? No, I per didn't I tell you the story about this? Oh, that's right. You drove I avoided, I drove around it. I drove all the way around it. I was in Tacoma, I went down to Olympia, I cut over to 101, dropped down to whatever it was highway 22 and then went into Salem and I, and a lot of it was cause I didn't want to deal with traffic. And then if there was a protest, I didn't want to get tuberculosis, whatever fucking disease those pasty fuckers have over there. Yeah. I mean, if you think Seattle women are ugly and, and a lot of them are, but uh, look, Portland is like Seattle without the jobs. And uh, <laughs> I, I mean, it, it's <laughs> or the ocean. Or, yeah, or the, it, look, it, Portland is, is as bad as I, – I, I can't think of a worse place. I mean, it, the, the ugliest people, the ugliest personalities, the ugliest – just everything about that city is, is horrific. So I don't like it at all either, but my parents just bought a condo no, there. my sister they, I don't care. You can rent. The amortization costs are so much cheaper. Hey, oh. I told them my I said don't buy there, but they did because they're my sister lives there and you know she just had a kid, so I have to go there most of the holidays. Are they gonna buy a house next to me in South Dakota because I live there? I, well, like I might them. do that. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> you can rent out the basement that I'm building. It's gonna be sweet. But we'll do that under the table. No. <laughs> oh, Chad, Chad, you so you've been there. Would you agree that's probably the ugliest women that you've seen? Yeah, yeah. Frankly, I just couldn't find anything that was good about it because it rains every time I'm there. And I don't really see anybody particularly good looking when I'm walking out and about. 
So I was just wondering, is Seattle the same? It sounds like it's not as bad. No, it's not as bad. But the, the homeless problem here is really reaching critical mass. And by that, I don't mean just like homeless on the street. I'm talking about all the other social ills that go along with that. Like there's a huge amount uh, increase in theft and uh, the, the you know, what would you call it? quality of life type crime. That I'm not talking about murders and stuff like that. That's That doesn't really happen here. But that kind of crime. And there's graffiti now. You're seeing all that kind of shit. You have all these ultra liberal politicians you know people that are actually members of the communist party sit on the city council that kind of shit what uh john out of curiosity is tacoma got uglier people just worse than seattle because when i went to co- to tacoma i i was just shocked um and i had been to seattle so is seattle even worse than are they on par well there's kind of like two tacomas there's the the tacoma that's right by the water which is very very nice it's mm-hmm. like upscale area i was not there then no and then the highway the rest of tacoma that is uh not as nice but the thing is is because the the property values in seattle have skyrocketed there's a lot of people that are being pushed into cities like tacoma and the surrounding areas of seattle because they're being priced out um so there's a lot of that going on but for anyone that's listening but not just the guy that sent the super chat uh read seattle it's not read uh just watch seattle is dying on youtube and just to just to get a, a glimpse into that, and and also you'll just kind of see what the city looks like too, because it's a video. I'm writing that down. Seattle is dying. Yeah. it's funny okay. when I heard about because I don't have TV anymore. I mean, I I mean I don't have you know I get rid. Of, I, I own a television. But I don't have. Uh, and um, uh, when they said Seattle is dying, I thought, you know, when I when I heard that topic, I was like, what did they find Ebola here or something? I didn't know it was about. <laughs> and you know, and then when I saw you know, because that's how bad it's got. I mean, it's it's really you know. But at the same time, like my condo now is worth like $650,000. Sell it and get out, man. Join us in South Dakota. Yeah, but where, yeah, where, that's right. Where, where do I go? You know, cause I, yeah, I still yeah. need to get laid. So I got, you know, I got to be in a city. So you know. I think, I think if you go up to Leavenworth and you make the weekend trip down on highway two, you can get laid. I, I just think <laughs> cash in your chips, secure it. And then, and then, then. You know, then you can afford a weekend trip. Heck, you could pay the girls, Uber the girls up to you, man. <laughs> well, it's kind of true. I mean, I, I could probably sell the place, and I that would be, you know, that's almost that's almost enough to just quit. You know? Yeah. Well, I, I'm no finance guy or economist. What the fuck do I know? <laughs> you know what? You know, Chad. You know why he's not listening to me? Why is that? Same reason your parents didn't listen to me about buying that house in Portland. You know what that is? Uh, I cannot wait. To I hear. didn't charge them. See, it's free advice. You don't listen to free advice. You have they to were going to they were gonna do that no matter what. And I, I bet you I could have convinced it. them out of it. All right. All right. What else? Okay. Next. Okay. So Atham for $2 says, Elkins, my cousin says you look younger in video. Huh. Is even with hot, the beard? The hot cousin, the one with the... Is it? Is it? Yeah, I think so. No. We'll have to ask them. We'll talk. <laughs> um, okay. So uh, for $2, Wizardly Wizard again, I meant all of the state, not Seattle specifically. What were we? Oh, he was asking about um, what's Seattle like. So he, mean, he meant the whole state of Washington. State of Washington State. Okay. Um, all right. That's a more complex question. Uh, there's kind I'll of be like- back. There's kind of like, two, to be really quick, there's kind of like two Washingtons. There's, you know, east of the Cascades and west of the Cascades. Um, but the problem is, is that 
economically, the east eastern Washington is not doing very well. Um, a lot of the small towns there, they have very bad problems with uh, the opioid crisis is very bad. Um, the uh, town of Spokane, which is on the you know other extreme end, I looked into moving there, Cap, because I was taking you thinking about taking your advice. Um, they have a huge crime problem at the same at the same time. Their the property values or the price of houses actually went up twelve percent just in the year twenty eighteen over twenty seventeen. Um, so they're having an increase in crime, but at the same time, you have so many people fleeing Seattle or because they can't afford it, and that's driving up the prices in places that the quality of life isn't really that good. So I don't really have any options for you there, buddy. Uh, but and I, but I can speak. I cannot speak accurately to the Cascade area, which is right in the middle of the mountain range. You talk to TJ Martinell about that, um, who lives there. But that's only if you're into the really rural rural lifestyle, because it's very low population density. Yeah, there's practically what Yakima is about the only real significant town between Spokane and Washington. You know, it's, you know, it's Leavenworth. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's there's no real, yeah, it's, it's small. I mean, but TJ could tell you all about that so and you know he's a friend of everybody here so john that my parents were looking at houses in vancouver washington at one point it's like a suburb of portland almost have you ever been there yeah it, that's on the southern border of washington state right before you get to oregon um yeah. i've been there but i can't I, I it's been a while so i don't really know what it's like now so i, I really can't really can't speak to that Okay. Yeah, they they almost bought there. <laughs> um, they should buy okay. in Rapid City. If they, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Elkins like me, they'd buy in Rapid City. And oh, they love talk. you. Yeah, you know, if they love me, they buy a house in Rapid City. They adore you. If they um, adore me, they buy me my house in Rapid City, and then, <laughs> then, I, then I could get a really cool Mustang. Yeah. Uh, so Wizardly Wizard again uh, for two dollars says, be honest, don't be insecure about it. I think he's referring to the question about Seattle or Washington. That's all I can think of. Yeah. John will never lie to you. Uh, be honest. I, 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 th- I think I was pretty honest. I don't know. Yeah. Um, uh, if he, he doesn't have to send more money, but if you could just comment to, to clarify that, I'm not sure what. Uh, yeah, I'll see what he says down here. Um, Sorry if I, I, if I wasn't clear. I, I tried to be. No, it was honest to me. Um, okay, well, anyway, for $4.99, Ahmed Khan says, I'll contact you about joining at the start of the next podcast with Chad. But as I'm transferring to Washington State University, any good hikes? Washington State University is near Spokane area. And then he has Chad versus Steele and a basketball hoops. Uh, John, you would beat me at basketball if we ever played. I'm six feet tall. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you beat me too. Yeah, not that good. Yeah, uh, Wazoo's in uh, Pullman, which is uh, right next to uh, Spokane. Uh, Hiking out in that area, I've never hiked. Spokane's pretty flat. I mean, it's not totally flat. But I would say you'd probably be better off going into Idaho, uh, into the Coeur d'Alene Wallace area, uh, that Panhandle area. There, you'll get a ton of hiking, um, ton of hiking out there. Not to say that Spokane doesn't have a lot of hiking, but basically, you got the mountains coming off of Idaho and the Washington border, kind of flattens out a bit. The Columbia River goes through. There might be some interesting hikes along the Columbia River, 
and then you get into the Cascades. But there's that middle part of Washington is pretty flat. So I would, it's only a 40 minute drive up into the uh, interstate to get into the Wallace area, Kellogg, Wallace, uh, Atham can look those uh, cities up and I'd be look, but I haven't hiked in that area, but I, you know, you're, you could always go Google hike trail head, you know, Kellogg, Idaho, you'd find something. Well, and if you're really into like, um, hiking or, you know, any sort of like rock climbing or mountaineering and stuff like that, central Washington is, is is aces for that. That's one great thing about this state. Okay. Um, all righty. Our next one for $2 is now's said my feminine side is a big butchy les. Good. Thanks for the two bucks. Next. <laughs> Thanks for the two bucks. Yeah. I... <laughs> Good for him. That's it. That's uh, it. We're caught up. All, all right. right. Thank God. Up. Uh, let us plug all of our final shit. Uh, John, where can people find you? You can find me at Twitter at John underscore steel 99 steel spelled S T E E L E. Good. Uh, Chad, where can people find you? Uh, elkincpa.com. And also you can use, uh, Clary's affiliate link to go to Amazon. If you're interested in buying the tax books that I write with my dad called the Elkins comprehensive tax guide 2019. And then if you would like to help out the show, uh, if you haven't already done super chads and blood shekels and super chats, you can go to olderbrother.com slash donate. And there, there are three ways you can help. You can go and donate through PayPal, which what do you get out of that, gentlemen? If you donate to PayPal, what do they get? You get to see that chick with those nice men. No, that's PayPal. <laughs> what do you what do you get? What do you get with, with PayPal? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> if you donate, all right. Now, John, if you donate to Patreon, what do you get? Oh, you get to see those chick with the mammies. Trust me. It's right. Was well, it worth it, John? Do you think it's worth it? What? They only have to sign up for a buck. Right. Yeah. I know. That's why I just wanted to point out. That's yes, all it's worth it. What the fuck do you get for a dollar? <laughs> and then, John. okay, John, let me ask you this. Knowing that there are more pictures of her, are you actually going to sign up for the Patreon? Uh, oh, there's more of her. Oh, yeah. That I yeah, will. there's like three okay. pictures. Well, no, you just sent me one, so I didn't know there's more. Okay, that's yeah. That's the that's the first hit is free. The rest is going to cost you. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Is that the one I saw? Yes, that's the one you saw, and I have others. Okay. Uh, but we're going to meet those out. We just don't want to flood the market. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, but John, now with Patreon, you get access to that world famous essay called "Sanity Is the Future of Wealth." You're going to read that first before going and looking at Mary Joe's picks, right? Uh, uh, sure. Yeah. Okay. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> I'm telling you, find somebody to read that. You know, make a voice. Well, if Mary Joe would, <sighs> okay. Yeah, you know, you know, I'll tell you, I'll watch it if if you have her read like a video of her reading it wearing yeah. that outfit. I gotta hang out. I should have Mary Joe do that. I should totally have her do that because <clears throat> I should have her just read. Never mind. I got I got a lot of stuff to do, but I got this damn weekend going. The problem with Mary Joe, she has a job during the daytime. What uh, the hell is that? Yeah, I know. And then the weekends when she has time, I'm busy. So, uh, but we'll get her. We'll get her to do that. And then uh, finally, for anybody who does their uh, uh, Amazon shopping, uh, do your Amazon shopping through olderbrother.com/slash/donate. Click on the Amazon banner. If you can get into that habit, click there first. It'll take you to the Amazon page, and anything you buy, I get a six to seven percent cut. You don't pay anything extra. It's just that you got to go to that site first. You just don't go to Amazon.com. And the absolute worst thing you can do when shopping on Amazon is what, gentlemen? Not click on the link? Well, you shop on your little phone because, as you pointed out, Chad, smartphones are the cause of everything evil in the world. You got the app. Yeah. The app. 
it, it's it's convenient. I got the app. No. Go to olderbrother.com slash donate and click on the Amazon banner and then do that. I think that's it. Comment, like, share, subscribe. Gentlemen, yeah, anything yeah, else? Yeah, don't forget to hit that like button there, guys. Smash it. A lot of people have. It's up to 43. Yep, 43. How many people are listening right now? Uh, 60. 62. Jesus yeah. Christ. All right. All we right. got up past 100 at one point. That's good. No, I'm for that. So, All right. We'll see you guys later. Uh, John, will you take us out appropriately? Toodles. <laughs>